Blog Talk Radio. Cricket Hall of Fame and Cricket Council USA presents Legend World Cup 2021, September 29th to October 3rd, 2021. Participating teams, USA, Canada, West Indies, Pakistan, India. Registration open for players age of 50 plus. For registration, www.cricketcouncilusa.com. Yes. Cricket Hall of Fame and Cricket Council USA present Legends World Cup 2021, September 29th to October 3rd, 2021. Participating teams, USA, Canada, West Indies, Pakistan, India. Registration. We are on each and every Sunday from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our host is Leon Francis and co-host Iva Henry. Yes, indeed. You are listening to the Cricket Show. And I want to just extend a warm welcome to all of you out in Radio Land, those of you who have the opportunity to hear us, and those who will be joining us later. We appreciate your company each and every Sunday evening. And it is indeed a pleasure to welcome my friend and my co-host this evening, Mr. Dennis Heat. Good evening to you, Dennis, and how are you? Good evening to you, Leon. I'm here chilling out and trying to keep cool in this West Coast blast of the heat that's uh, tearing us apart right now. Welcome yes, to the show. Oh. Yes, indeed. It's, it's a pleasure to have you on, and it's really warm in my neck of the woods as well, and I hope it's not too unpleasant elsewhere in the, this country and elsewhere. But, you know, we complain sometimes when it's too hot. We complain when it's too cold, and <laughs> we never even... We never, we seldom get it right, but you know, he knows best for all of us. So, just want to just reiterate the change of time in the promo that is being posted on the Cricket USA's webpage that the tournament for the World, the Hall of Fame Legend World Cup is to begin not under 29 as was um, recorded on the website of, of Cricket USA. Or, but starting on the 27th to the 30th. So get ready for that big upcoming tournament, five countries, including the West Indies. And anyone can play as long as you're 50 years and over. And, over. and you, you can pat up. I guess you'll get a knock if you want to get. You may be able to sub at some time. But nevertheless, why don't we just go right into the meat of things, um, can and we say hi God to Let's give God thanks for us. He's giving us an opportunity to be with us this evening. Don't know. Let me see if Ivor wants to speak. His hand is not up, but I'll just bring him in to see if he's in a position to speak. Ivor, welcome. Good evening to you, sir. Well, good evening. Yeah, I wasn't really going to speak at this time, but nonetheless, happy 4th of July. And as usual... Mm-hmm. The Cricket Talk is going to be here to fill you in with all what would have happened. I know you have a 
an interesting program lined up again. I'll be yes. doing it without a day off. And um have to say kudos to you. And uh, I'll be in for the show. When I'm in a better position, I'll put my hand up. Okay. Fair enough. Thank you. And just one one little correction there, because I'm on the Cricket Council USA's webpage, and the promo was got, given to me from them as well. They have not uh, updated their website. So you can, I know you're your man in the know, so you can just get them to change it so that the world would not be surprised about the, the change. Okay. Thank you so much. Looking forward to hear from you later on. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful opportunity you have afforded us so that you can let us do another another cricket show. We just want you to just bless this nation as it um, celebrates yes, another independence. We thank you for all you have done for us and for this nation as well. And we pray that you just continue to bless our show, let it go on without any interruption, interference, or whatever interruptions, whatever difficulty we may encounter, we want you to help us unravel them so that we can have a wonderful show that our listeners look forward to here each and every Sunday. Thank you for the ones who have made it possible for us to be here, um, those who help us financially and those who do so morally and do so otherwise. We are grateful for your presence with us and we trust that you may just keep us through this night and we ask your blessings on our sisters that are um, broken, in other words, not too well. We trust that they too will be helped in any way you can. We just want to name them so that we can remember them, and others may want to hear their names so they can pray for them and get them back to their normal self. Name me my dear wife, Eunice Francis, my brother, friend, Leroy Lashley, Connie Whitley. Ellie Matt, Everett Carter, Oliver Solomon, Murchis Nisbet, El Camilo Willett, Wentworth, Francis, Dennis Kelman, Isilma Cornelius, Ralston Otto, Joseph Gunshop, Willis Daniel and Mona Daniel, Fillmore Hallfight, Dr. Roger Brown, Earl Stevens, and all the others who have not expressed their concerns, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity, and we just hope that you can just continue to heal our dear brothers. And let them be yeah, well again so they can continue to do the work they are set forth to do. Just want to say good evening to Dennis once more as we try to bring in our sister over there from. Um, so, Dennis, the, the floor is yours. Yes. I know you have something interesting you may want to see today. Surely, sure, Leon, this is the uh, 4th of July, and you've just said a prayer, and I think I would like to add. The two verses of the People's Prayer, which is an anonymously written poem or prayer, commemoration of the United States. So here goes. God, God bless our dear United States. Preserve the land from evil fates. Lift high her banner fair and free and guard her bounds from sea to sea. From foe without and foe within from open shame and hidden sin, from boastful pride and greedy store, God keep our nation evermore. And uh, those were two verses of the People's Prayer by an anonymous author. Now, I'd like to introduce, welcome to all. This is the Cricket Show with your host, Leon Francis, and me, Dennis Heath. 
brought to you by a group of independent panelists and cricket enthusiasts. This is the you place may, where you local... May, you may want to call their names to... Um, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm trying to. We, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Call all the panelists yeah, this, and let them, the world know who, is, who are these superstars who are going to join we, us later. We will hear from our, our coach in the coach's corner, Jatin. We'll hear from Audley Watson. We hope to hear from uh, Ivor Henry McKenzie, again, one of our panelists. We also have Juxner, Patel, Cardinal, Murchis, Simon, and I don't think I've forgotten anyone else, but they will certainly make themselves known once they appear in our board. So we're looking forward to a wonderful show this afternoon. Thank you for joining us. And call us if you want to participate, 1-515-605-9850. Get in touch and share your view. Okay. We'll, we'll, We'll try and do our utmost to get everything in order. But let me just go through the the outline as I have it here. I just Okay. Okay, first of all let's let's go right from the meter team. I'm a little behind time this well West Indies went down to South Africa in the T twenty 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 match scores in that match. South Africa, 168 for four. After having won the class, they scored 168 for four. A wonderful knock. Two knocks by Mark Mann. And you have the, the killer of the series, the cock. 60. Mark Ram. Mark Ram is the name. 70. His 70 came in a flashing way. In a, something that was unexpected. 1748 deliveries. He hit four sixes and three fours. Um, you did knock. Two wickets going to Fidel Edwards. One each to Bravo and McCoy. When the Western is batted, they flattered to the sea. They had a reasonable, good start, and it all went to fill apart. They were dismissed for 143, and they lose nine wickets in the process with... Um, with Lewis getting a 50, his, uh, another 50. They, they claim this is his second slowest 50 in T20. He's good at 50, 52 in 34 deliveries, five fours, and a 360. So West is having lost two, and now the third one, losing the series. Not a good thing to chew, but you have to take it as it comes. The ladies, however, were much in a much better position. Give us a little thing to cheer about because they went, went home with a victory today to sweat, to sweep, to sweep, to sweep the Pakistani ladies. Um, three matches to nil. That's in the senior team, but the A team went down, clean sweep to the same country, Pakistan A team. 
and losing all three encounters. We'll give you more details later on in the show. Turning our attention to India, women on tour of England, of course, India women, India women came back today to win the series and in the T20 or the ODI series, they won the series, series by two, three matches to one England win. Um, and they will go into the go into the T T20s um, starting on the ninth. More on that as well. It's a little, little mi- mixed up with my, my my notes this evening because there's so much too much to do in so sort of short time. Record breaking Mitalim. Raj becomes the leading scorer in the women's international cricket. And we just heard that Audley is on his way. So I just want to mention that he's on his way and possibly a little while we will hear from him. Yes, Matali Raj is now the leading scorer in women's cricket. More on that with wait when Jatin comes in. And of course, if Jetna will be with us. We'll also have her take on the matter. Uh, did we say women, in, in their women? Yes, we talk about that, but we'll go into that a later on. And England versus Sri Lanka, the final uh, match today, the third ODI, ended in a no results. So no one gets a point from that, right? England having won two previous encounters. And the third ODI now has been washed out. And they will continue on the series with some series of matches. We'll get into that a little later on. But England won winning that series. Australia, they are to tour West Indies. And they are actually in, an, in St. Lucia already. And they'll be playing three tests. Not three tests, but three ODIs and five T20s. The T20s will, however, start come Friday, July the 9th, and those matches will be played in the Darren Sami National Stadium over there in St. Lucia. Then on the 20th, the commencement of the ODI, which were at three encounters, will be on the 20th, start on the 20th. And we'll give you more details, of course, as the time goes by. Just give you some scores, Sri Lanka versus England. Of course, we tell you that scores there. England, well, the match today was no result. Sri Lanka winning, I mean, batting first and scored 166 all out. And not and first day of the four-day match in the county championship, Nuts versus Gloucestershire. Not Gloucestershire, but Derbyshire. Derbyshire scored 91 for 5. And uh, in the other counter, a closer play, um, Hampshire close versus Surrey. Hampshire 229 for 7. Somerset at Leicester. Somerset 242 for 7. Lancashire versus Kent. I tell you, no score has been recorded for that yet. And uh, Northamptonshire at Yorkshire, Northampton, they score one, uh, 
61 for two, replying to 158, all out for Yorkshire. And Sussex versus Glamorgan, Sussex code 161 for seven, 161 for seven. And Charlotte Edwards Cup in the Thunder, 400 for, and 10 for eight versus Western Storm. And the West Indies woman, of course, we just tell you that they won the encounter as well, uh, winning the third one. No scores have been posted here yet, but I'll tell you, they, we have the scores. We also want to let you know that Bangladesh, they've got touring Zimbabwe, and they will be playing one test match, three ODIs and three T20s, starting July the 7th, and they will go until the 27th. India are going to be touring England, of course, and they will play five test matches starting August the 4th. And they're going to September the 14th. And good piece of talking topic. Uh, how does the West Indies or match up, matches up against the New Zealand's Pace Quartet? And you know the quartet were the big gun, guns for the West Indies, you know, Roberts and Company versus Jameson and Company. We'll talk about that a little later as well. Too. Um, Well, more or less, those are what we have to cover. Well, the T20 blast, we have the fixture list and the standings, but we will leave that for a little later. Just want to let you know that the uh, Pete Russell has been appointed as the chief executive officer of the Hero Cricket Premier League. And we have the teams. We read them to you before, but in time to come, we will give our listeners that. In T20, the hundreds are up, and some news coming out of England is that Puran has withdrawn from that tournament, and some of our other stars aren't. Pollard will be going later. I don't know how he'll manage that with, with such a tight, tight fixture and uh, the chances of uh, being exposed. But notwithstanding that, we are just hoping that all will be well. So anything that you have, you want to start off with, Mr. Dennis? Well, I... Yes, Leon. This July 4th, the cricket show encourages you, our listeners, to pause the celebration in memory of the more than 600,000 Americans who died COVID-related deaths. And additionally, we also mourn the recent tragedy in Surfside, Florida, where mm-hmm. more lives were lost. And I think in honor, Leon, uh, July 4th, I wonder if you could cue the national anthem for us and uh, let's have uh, a moment of... Uh, yes, we do, but in a little while. I, I got a little technical glitch here, which I'm not able to do it in a moment, but I'm just... But before the okay. show commences, oh, uh, well, I, I'll be quite mm-hmm. happy to, to to give us a uh, a little verse of Michael Holdings. I've got an excerpt of his book. I know we mm-hmm. heard his, uh we have something in the queue for Michael. Michael uh, Holdings. Yes. yes, I've I've got. An excerpt from his book, which I think, uh, if we have time, I can uh, just give that to the audience. Yes. Um, Michael Holding, the great 
West Indian fast bowler. He wrote, Growing up in Jamaica, I didn't experience racism. I experienced it every time I left Jamaica. Each time I experienced it, I just told myself, this is not your life. I will soon be going back home. And if I had made a stand, my career would not have lasted as long as it... But we do have it now, so I... if you, whenever you, you're through, you can go. Right, I'll continue. I would not have had a long television career. We have seen through history that black people who stand up for their rights and call out injustices are victimized. Mercy. If I had spoken out, they would have said another angry young black man, get rid of him. I would have been another person on the dung heap. Holding is speaking on Zoom from the Cayman Islands where he lives during the English winter after selling his home in Florida. I did not want to live in Donald Trump's America, he said. I know he's not president now, but 74 million people voted for him. Those 74 million people are still there. The Why We Kneel part of the book describes racism across the ages and across the world. The sports star had their own experiences. For example, a young unknown Usain Bolt being told by a shop assistant in London that he would not be able to afford a designer watch. <laughs> Harry Henry on taxi drivers in New York refusing his fare, while Hope Powell speak about excrement thrown at her front door as a child. So, Leon, it's time for you, if you are ready for me, to cue that. Yes, yes, I will, definitely. It was at this moment that legendary fast bowler Michael Holding delivered a very powerful monologue about the Black Lives Matter movement, reaching an audience way beyond cricket. West Indies legend Michael Holding joins us now. Um, it's it's lovely to see you and uh, and to be able to talk to you. Uh, and it, the, one of the reasons that we're talking to you is not just because of what you said, but what it has le- le- uh, led to. And this is your book, Why We Kneel, How We Rise. Because we heard the emotion as your voice cracked at the end of that particular part of what you were saying. And I know that you then went on and did an interview with Mark Austin. And um, you, you were very emotional in that as well. But you thought that that was enough at that point, didn't you? You thought, right, I said my piece. I will just leave it to others to decide how to take it on. Mm-hmm. Until yeah. Thierry Henry got in touch with you. And you thought, okay, I'm going to make this one myself. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, first of all, I didn't plan to, to say what I said on Sky. It, it was just a matter of the opportunity arising because, of course, of the rain. And then after that, as you said, Suzanne, I, I thought, well, I've said my piece. You know, if people don't understand what I'm saying from what I've just said, they don't want to understand, and I can do nothing about that. But then, as you said, I got started getting calls. The first person to call me was Thierry Henry. He, matter of fact, he didn't call me initially after that first piece on Sky. He called me after I did that interview with Mark Austin because he saw me literally shedding tears. And he called me and said, Mikey, I feel, I feel your pain. And we started to have a discussion and we spoke about it. And even then, I didn't intend to write a book. But more people started sending messages 
my ghost writer Ed Hawkins, who did my last book, said, Mike, we have to take this further. And eventually, with pressure from all those people, I call it pressure, but not really. I had fellow commentators, people working with me at Sky saying, you can't stop there. And that is how the book came about. You didn't intend to say what you said, Michael, as you say, the rain was coming down as an opportunity to discuss what was going on in the news at the time. Uh, was it quite difficult to sort of take on the, the, the impact that it had? Because I can remember watching it at the time and being absolutely blown away by listening to how eloquent and clearly you explained something that lots of people were struggling to explain and to understand. And then to suddenly realise how that reverberated then going forward and then being, doing that incredible interview with Mark as well. Has it been quite overwhelming to feel that, that sort of sense of responsibility to what you're saying? Well, when I did that interview with Mark Austin, I went straight back to the commentary box because I was at cricket. I went back to the commentary box and spoke to my boss, Brad Henderson, my immediate boss at Sky, and I said, Hendo, that's it. I'm speaking to no one else on this matter. Because people tend to think that it's like you're discussing a cricket game or a football game. They don't understand the emotions that flow through you. You don't just shed tears because you're happy. You know, those emotions, you don't want to face them every day. And at that point, I said, that's it. I'll speak to no one ever. I had people from the USA, NBC, calling me, wanted to speak to me. I said, absolutely no chance. Um, this is not a football match. You, you're getting involved with my life and my emotions. No, no way. But then, as I said, you know, with so much messaging and people coming from all parts of the world saying, this is something that has to be told. This is something that has to go further. That's how I got involved, involved with the book. Well, it's not an easy task, and even writing the book wasn't easy. Some of those chapters, I have read them more than once, but some of the other chapters, I've read them many times, because some chapters I don't want to read again. I sent a chapter to my sister when I was reading doing the book, because I kept on sending chapters to my sister. They're older than me. And one of the times I sent a chapter to her, she said, Mikey, I am not reading this. I cannot read this. This is painful. So people think it's, it's something that is fun doing and fun going through, it's not. I think, you know what, I, you, you explain it um, so clearly, because I know that in the wake of what happened to George Floyd, his murder, I know that the whole discussion about the Black Lives Matter movement, for a lot of people, they describe an experience of exhaustion and emotional exhaustion, the constant explaining of why these things are important and that, that sort of sense of why do we have to keep telling you how bad this is. Um, and, and I know that, you know, that has been a strain. The important thing about this book is that it does explain these things. You, you do feel that it is important to use this time as an opportunity to educate people about what, what you call the, the dehumanization of, of black people. That, that speech that you gave uh, when Rain stopped play was, I think, just six weeks after George Floyd's murder. How significant was that moment, do you think, for the movement? Well, a lot of people have told me that they didn't quite understand until they heard me speak. A cameraman who works with Sky, 
who was not even working on, on that particular game, messaged me immediately afterwards and said, Mikey, I didn't understand until I heard you and I heard some of the stories from Ebony Rain Footprint as well. I now understand how privileged I am to have never experienced what you guys have experienced. He had a confederate cap that he wore on a regular basis, a great confederate cap. But he said he wore it because he liked the shape, shaped like a triangle. And he said he didn't understand the history behind it. And when he heard me at Ebony, he decided that he was never, ever going to wear that cap again, and he threw it into the garbage. And this is what I'm trying to do, just get people to understand what it is all about. And education is the way forward. We need to teach all of history, not just history that suits one set of people. When I was a young man growing up at school, I was never taught anything about good about black people and people of color. And I've since discovered all the great things that people of color and black people have done that have been airbrushed out of history. They have been airbrushed out of history because they do not suit the narrative of white superiority. That's what, that is what people have want to portray. And we, until we teach all of history so that everyone, black and white, can understand the true history of mankind, we will continue to have these problems, we will continue to struggle. Because we have people growing up subconsciously are not thinking that they are superior to other races. And we have people growing up subconsciously are not that they think they are inferior to other races. Why we kneel and how we rise is what you've titled the book. At the moment, we're watching the Euros. We've seen various football teams over the course of the Premier League season here in the UK, or equally, and now the national side decided to take a knee, and some of them deciding not to take a knee as well. What's your thoughts about that, Michael? And how do you feel when you hear the boos that the England team face as they take the knee, but equally the rousing applause and the cheering that they get to combat that? Well, I'm glad to see that the rousing applause and the cheering is now getting larger and really outdoing the booing. I am a little bit disturbed by the booing, but it's not something that I'm totally surprised about because, as I've told people, you'll always have racism. You'll always have people who don't want to understand, but it's a matter of trying to get the masses, the majority to understand and the majority to realize that things are wrong and to make changes. It's like crime. You will never get rid of crime. But the less crime you have in the society, the better off you are. As for the taking a knee, I'm not here to tell anyone that they must take a knee. Because I don't want people to take a knee because they are ticking a box. You either take the knee because you support the cause or you don't. If you don't support the cause, don't take the knee because people are telling you to take a knee. That is not what I'm expecting from anyone. The worldwide acceptance gesture for to support Black Lives Matter is taking the knee. But as I said, don't take the knee if you don't believe in it. Don't take the knee because you want to say, I'm ticking this box, no, I can't move on, as I've seen others do. I don't want that, and I don't think people really want that. What do you say to those who say that uh, the taking of the knee is a, it backs the Black Lives Matter political movement, as opposed to it is associated uh, with the, the, the importance of the phrase Black Lives Matter. I mean, I, I find it extraordinary that people can't disentangle the two things. But, but do you find yourself constantly saying to people, this isn't about a political movement, this is about saying something very important? 
when I keep on referring to that in, in my book, and I keep on telling people that I have nothing to do with any political movement. When you think of Colin Kaepernick, I don't think when he took the knee, he was thinking about any political movement of that's called Black Lives Matter. He was thinking of the injustices that take place in America and are taking place all over the world. This has nothing to do with politics. I have no idea. I've never visited the BLM website, if there is one. I've never tried to find out who formed it or anything like that. I am interested in the three words, Black Lives Matter. If you add the three letters after that, people, oh, people would soon quieten down. Because all we are trying to say is we matter as well. We are not telling anyone that we matter more than anyone else. But all the evidence so far suggests that our lives don't really matter. And it's about time that our lives matter. No. We just, that's all we want, equality. You know, I don't understand why people can't see that. Or some people don't want to see that. I, I believe that. Some people just don't want to see. And some people will try to pull down whatever they can because they don't want change. They are quite happy with their lives. They are quite comfortable with their lives. And they don't want to see any change. Well, Michael, we've, we've really enjoyed having you on this morning. As, as Rygate Coach has tweeted to us, if people don't have a penny drop moment listening to the legend Michael Holden, you stand no chance. It's so powerful. Your book, Why We Kneel and How We Rise, will discuss all that we've been talking about this morning. Thank you for everything that you are doing. Thank you for the incredible job that you do, day job. But more importantly, this is uh, a hugely important task. That you Thank really you. Got. Thank you for your time this morning. Yes, indeed. That was the great Michael Holden. Why we need, why we rise. His latest book. We just want to welcome Mertris Nisbet, and of course, we also want to welcome Audley Watson. Good evening, you both. Leon, before they speak, can I just give credit to BBC Good Morning Britain for that soundtrack we just uh, played? Yes, indeed, and you brought it to my attention, and I was glad to. Make sure that we have it uh, put into the archives. Yes, indeed. Go ahead. So, gentlemen and ladies, we have Audley in. Audley, come on in. Yeah, good evening, Leon. Good evening to my fellow panelists. And for the listeners throughout the world, it's good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you all. It's another Sunday evening here in our neck of the woods, Eastern Standard Time, of course. And, yes, it's uh, another time for us to... Of course, things are already on it, on its way. I did get in touch with Mr. Francis. I don't know if he saw my text that will be a, a yes, little yes, bit late. I, I came in like, yes. mm-hmm. oh, oh, okay. All right, wonderful. Yes, I, I All right, so that. what do you want to do? Just go ahead with oh, the... Oh, yes, go right into the inside inside and back, back drive, and then we'll go right into oh, the... Oh, okay, okay. We just, we just finished. Finish, we just Okay, ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, this is the inside edge for today. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, last week, I told you there have been a num- um, total of 103 um, inductees in the ICC Hall, oh, of, Fra- Hall of Fame. Hold on. Could you hold your thoughts there? Because we did invite uh, Virgil, too. Yeah. Virgil, are you on? I think I saw you Yes, on. I'm here. Yes. And good evening to yes. all the panelists. Good evening, and good evening to, to yes, all the listeners. to bring yes. in as well. Yes, indeed. Good evening. Okay, okay. Ollie, I'm sorry for the interruption. Yes. yes. So of the 103 inductees, we have nine ladies. And um, of the nine ladies, five are Aussies, five from Australia, three from England, and one from New Zealand. 
none from the West Indies as yet. We're still waiting. And a few other countries as well. So five from Australia, three from England, one from New Zealand. And one of the English ladies was the first to be inducted in 2010, Rachel Hehoe Flint, former captain for the England cricket test team, the ladies, of course. So right. the nine and the first to be inducted in the Hall of Fame was Rachel Hehoe Flint back in 2010. Okay. Okay. So here we go for the birthdays yes, and the anniversaries. So we yes, have... July today, okay. July Happy Independence. Yeah, Happy okay. Independence. Okay. Okay, go right ahead. All right, Happy Independence Day to everyone listening right now, and um, even if you're gonna listen afterwards, it's Fourth of July for us. Happy Independence. Okay, uh, so let's start with the birthdays. Mayelia Obama, uh, young Obama, she was born 1998, making making her uh, something like 23 years old today. Happy birthday to you. Miss Obama, Alec and Eric Bester from England, John Britton, Peter Richardson, Lockie Denton, all English-born players, Eric Marx from South Africa, Kate Rich uh, Ramasinghe from uh, Sri Lanka, Craig Spearman from New Zealand, Gulam Ahmed from India. And today is also the anniversary, back in 1988, one, Mr. Alvin Kalicharan, he made the first double century in the English Cricket Northwest Trophy. Yes, he made 206 and then returned and taken six for 32 with his off spinners. So 206 and then six for 32, playing for Warwickshire versus Oxford. Oxfordshire, that's that then. Okay, um, for the fifth, we have Maurice Trimlet, Tony Locke, and Boyd Rankin, all from England. Jack, Jack um, Cameron, Tim Shaw uh, from South Africa, John Wright from New Zealand, Shahid Anwar, and Maham Takrit, female cricketer from Pakistan, Salim Raja from the United Arab Emirates, Terry McGregor, female cricketer from Australia, and Boyd Rankin, the six foot eight fast bowler out of Ireland. And um, for the 6th of July, 6th of July, yes, and the first triple century, yes, we have waited 54 years after Test cricket to see the first triple, triple century in Test cricket. And that was made by Andy Sandham, Andrew, what they call him, Andy Sandham. And it just happened that it was, he did that back in 1930 against the West Indies at Sabina Park. And it was his, it turned out to be his last inning. So he has scored the most runs in Test cricket playing in his last inning, 335. And he was also, and I think still is the oldest century, oldest person to score at Triple Century. So I understand them celebrating birthday today also. Um, Double G Grace Jr. Uh, Hugo Yarnard, um, Tony Lewis, and Mark Benson. Then she's out, he played cricket and turned an umpire, all from England. And we have Makase Entini, Makase Entini from South Africa, celebrating on the 6th as well. Um, Wilton St. Hill from Trinidad and Tobago, West Indies. 
birthday celebration today. Sam Sood from India and Ramat Shah from Afghanistan. For the seventh, we have gospel singer Tasha Cobb. You know that song, Break Every Chain, Bathe an Army with Break Every Chain, Break Every Chain. That's what. Tasha mm-hmm. Cobb, yes. She celebrates her birthday on the seventh, along with former U.S. President uh, Bush 43. Bush 43 will be celebrating on the 7th of July as well. And they will be celebrating with MS Dhoni, Indian, former Indian captain, uh, Vincent Tancrete, and George Hearn from South Africa, Douglas Hundu from Zimbabwe, Ramesh Mendes from Sri Lanka, Mohammed Ashraful from Bangladesh, Min Patel from England, Shabab, Shabam Babwa from Trinidad and Tobago, West Indies, Marjorie Lowell, female cricketer out of Australia, and Katie Perkins, female cricketer from New Zealand. And for the eighth, Mr. Shoav Ganguly from India, and Samaya Shaw, female cricketer also from India. Ken Farn and Wendy Watson from England, Lauren Howell, Kelly Brown, Devon Conway, John Corden, all from New Zealand. Jack Massey from Australia, Mirab Hosan from Bangladesh, Clyde Butt from the, the West Indies, of course, Raja Hosan from Pakistan. And it's also the anniversary of a big, big triple century by Mr. John Edrich, the late John Edrich, out of England. He scored 310 not out versus New Zealand back in 1965, and he scored the most boundary in a triple century, 52-4. And he add to that some five sixes, John Edrich, back then in 1965. So for July the 9th, the man, the man that is known as Slinger Francisco, or Francisco Slinger, the mighty Sparrow. Hmm. Yes. Sparrow will be turning, believe it or not, 86 years old. 86 in mighty Sparrow. And I think he's still jumping around like a sparrow. Um, also, Ed's dad, our Ed Lewis, his dad okay. will be celebrating. Yeah, his dad will be celebrating his birthday too. And he's way up in the, in the 90s. I think he'll be about 94, 95, if I'm not mistaken. But up there in the 90s, dad. So happy birthday when it comes to Mr. Lewis and the Mighty Sparrow, um, Bill Tillon and Sean Marsh, Trish Dawson, female cricketer, all from Australia. Uh, we have Betty Snow White, sorry, Snowball from England. We have Venkatapati Raju from India, along with Mariti Shindi, female cricketer. From the West Indies, Ian Bradshaw, from Barbados, and we have Auckland Hector, former captain of St. Kitts and the fifth captain of the Leeward Islands. Yeah, he left us in in December of 2017, but that's the anniversary of his birth. B.J. Watling from New Zealand, Roy McLean from South Africa, and over finally on the 10th of July, the late Herb McKinley, super athlete out of Jamaica, 2007 and Sugar Minot singer out of Jamaica he died 
and this day back in 2010. Chris Drum, Scott Styrus, and Liam O'Brien, all from New Zealand. Bob Cottrell, Jack Nell from South Africa. James Longridge from England. Sonil Gavashka will be celebrating on the 10th of July also. And Mr. Mr. Patel will let you know later that one of his you know, his daughters or one of his sons were born on that same date with Sonel Gavashka. Keith Tadpole out of Australia. Uh, Manuel Malik from Pakistan. Tony Kozia, the late Tony Kozia, will, he was the, the anniversary of his birth also. And we have from Hong Kong, Tim Smart. And um, the Bahamas Independence Day will be celebrated on that day as well. They got their independence back in 1973. That's what I have, Back to you, Leah. Okay. Thank you so much for that. Let's bring in, bring in Virgil. Virgil, you have a birthday to celebrate, don't you? Yes. Yes. Um, I don't have anybody in, in, this, in, this, in this month as yet. Coming up soon, but I um, don't have no one in this next couple of days. But my own that just gone. My belated mm-hmm. birthday, that's all. Okay. No, remember you're supposed can to be I... celebrating for the whole month. Yes. Sir. Is that so? Okay. I, I, I'll say that. Can, can I just Wait, add you something? For, you forgot what, about um... that? Eh? <laughs> Go ahead. No, only, 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 only Ivor does, does that. I, um, I'm just going to cut for about two couple seconds on what Holden was saying. I'm really glad to hear he was saying that. I really appreciate that. And I also, like, I was going to make a shirt print on a shirt when I was going home, but I didn't get a chance to do it, to say, if the color of my my skin threatens you, you need to get rid of your eyes. And I'm definitely, I'm still in the making to print it up. Because it's okay. a serious situation that we're going through. Anyhow. I'll wear one, Virgil. I'll wear one, Virgil. All right. <laughs> we still have merchants here, Merchants, yeah, yeah. I brought her in, but she did not. Not. Oh, um, uh, I don't think she's in the position. She, she's to, listening. She, she's listening, huh? Yeah, she is listening. She's there. Yeah, I have her on. Okay. She's open. Her mic is open. So, Merchis, come on in if, at any time. You wish to just say hey. I'm I'm ready to say hello to the to the, the gentlemen who care for you so much. Afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. No, I was um trying to get him but it wasn't he wasn't hearing me I guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, yes. Okay. Support so, right. to everybody. Hope yes, you all mm-hmm. enjoy the beautiful yes. sunny day. Mm-hmm. So I'm here doing the same thing, enjoying the day. Mm-hmm. All right. Happy Thank Independence Day to you too, Miss Merch. Happy Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Thank you so I'll much. I'll be here listening. I'll be here listening. Let's bring in Ivor. He's yep. uh, his answer up as well. Before I am uh, hoping to hear from John. John, he is he's occupied. He's not able to get in with me, but let's hear from Ivor. Ivor is Yes, and happy support mm-hmm. to each and every one of you. Happy birthday, America, all of it. Yes, yes indeed. We're gonna on. we're gonna touch down on that a little later on too. Yes, well, of course, happy birthday to me, Virgil. It's not only me. You better join the join the line. 
Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and to start it, of course, we have Sandra O'Striker, one of my baby mamas. She would have made a birthday on the first. She always started off with a bang. So I want to say happy birthday to her. Um, of course, Ed's father. Um, I'm sure he likes to dance with his father again. So while he's here, Ed, I'm telling you, happy birthday to your father. And uh, when I do. Fourth of July, we had the Navy Association of South Florida with a bang yesterday. I would have posted a few um, pictures, so we want to say congratulations to them. There was nothing last day because of the, the COVID-19 where we gathered yesterday at the T.Y. Park, and we had a little bit of fun. What fun, I, sh- I should say, called turned out. And in so doing, we collected um, monies and goodies for St. Kitts and Nevis because they are on the lockdown at this time. So that was in an effort to help some of those folks who are at home without. So I want to say congratulations to them. Um, did I miss anybody? Well, this is the great Michael Holding. You know, he's a Kansarian too. So, hey, happy birthday to him. We have to take the whole month, Virgil. Michael well, Holding is in February. Michael Holding yeah. is in February. February. Oh, it's February? When are you? Yeah. You, you mean, you mean Sobers. You mean, you mean Sobers. Garfield Sobers. The great Sobers. Yes, yes, yes. Sobers. Yes. It's in July. Sobers. Yes, mm-hmm. great Sobers. So, thank you. Mm-hmm. You, you, you brought it back yeah. here. Uh, I think I would have covered just about okay. everybody for now. So, mm-hmm. with that, yeah, I think I'm in a better position, Leon. So, I'll okay, pick up we'll, until cool. I get around All right. having a little barbecue in the back here. But yes. All right. I'll 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 in a position once I talk. Not to disturb. Okay. Great, great. How about you, Dennis? Anything from you, what? Dennis? Because I'm trying to get hold of my son in law, but they are busy making uh, me a uh, grandbaby. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, congratulations there. Yes, Leon, I, I I have one birthday in the queue that is my niece, Janine Heath. She's up there yes. in New York. And mm. she's due to have a birthday tomorrow. That's All right. the only one I have uh, online mm. at the moment and on tap. So if uh, you want, I, we can uh, just change the subject a little bit. If, uh, no, no, no. Let, let's go through it because we have some other birthdays coming from my end too. Because John Johnson okay. is my son-in-law and, the, and the, the third, he had a birthday. Trying to reach him, he was supposed to be on today, but... Chances are they are occupied otherwise. Now also Fiol Fawn on the on Friday, the second of July, she gave birth to a bouncing baby boy, Johan Williamson Jasper. That's what she calls him. So we just want to congratulate her both. You might know her as she sang Go Light Your Star. Those popular song we play. Go light your world. Light oh. a candle. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yes, indeed. So we just want to congratulate them both and congratulate John. He was supposed to be on. But we let us celebrate if no one else has a birthday or any significant... I, I, have, a, I have a couple. I, I yes, have a couple. Ahead. So um, one of my cousins living over here in the Bronx, Marjorie Morris, um, happy birthday to you, Marjorie. And um, this this is a this is a lady now. Um, we grew up in the same community. 
And uh, my mother told me a story. Um, you know, I was a little boy. She was a big, big, big young lady. But I've always loved her, you know, and call, call her my girlfriend. So one day, her other sister came in now, and then I, I didn't know that sister. And uh, when the sister came, she she had long hair and stuff. No, I said, mm-hmm. I say, I don't want that one again. I want the long hair one. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I I was a little boy. They tell they telling me the story. I did not even know what had happened. So uh, um so she's Miss Z. So every now and then she remind me about that story. You know, but she yes. she's in her eighties now. So happy mm-hmm. birthday to you on Wednesday. She'll be celebrating her birthday. So happy birthday to you, Miss B. And, All right. and I, I just want to let the, the public know, too, that I received a most important call two days ago. And I was so overwhelmed that I was laughing my, all yesterday and part of today. My Ruby didn't give me a call, and I felt special when she called my name. Thank you, my Ruby. <laughs> we love you. We love you. We love you. But we have someone, 954-292, on with us. Can we bring that person in, Dennis? Hello. Good evening. Yes. Happy 4th to you guys. This is Sandra. I was Sandra. on the thing. I was wishing me happy birthday. I missed the call earlier. Okay, good. Happy birthday to you too, Sandra. Thank are you. you are you as nice as Iva or nicer? Which one? Much, much nicer. <laughs> I agree. I agree with you too. I agree with you too. I said it twice. Much, much nicer. Much nicer. All right. Okay. Well, okay. important thing. You're nice. You are nice. And if you put those two words together, it's my wife's name. Oh. Okay. Eunice. Eunice. Okay. Thanks for coming in. And we're gonna play a song Thank for you. you. But before we do that, we're gonna celebrate America's Day with the national anthem of this great country that we live in. Hope it okay, comes thank together. you. Okay, bye. Hmm? Can you sing along? Oh, help yourself.
Yes, here you have it. And then... Leon, you see how the world is not clear? Sandra? Yeah. Okay, hold one moment. Yeah, she... We do have another... Someone is calling in from the call. 754. Four. Yeah, hold one more, That's please. That's uh, Miami number. 754. Yeah, hello, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, we're here. Who is identified? Uh, this is Vir- this is Virgil Jr. Okay, oh, Virgil Jr. <laughs> yeah, so I'm calling in just to tell my um dad happy birthday because his birthday was last week. Um, and tell him that I really appreciate him. And I got his birthday. We we have me and my dad have a a, a cricket bet next week Tuesday. Mm-hmm. He said that I can't get him out three out of ten times. So that to me that that's his birthday gift when I beat him in cricket on Tuesday. Oh, sounds like a plan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, oh, I no, listen this man. I have I have three sons, and I always wish them to play cricket. To say like I'm coming from one end, and they're coming from the other end, and none of them never take up the challenge. Now he wants to take up the challenge, so I tell him Tuesday that we gotta have a challenge at the park between me and him. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could be there. I, w- I wish I could be there giving live commentary on that, um, Virgil. <laughs> but, hey, that, make sure that, we have... that, that will be good. I'll have Ivan the umpire. Mm-hmm. And we want video recording, too. <laughs> yeah, no, we definitely have to record it. <laughs> yes, yes. This will be momentous. Right, right. <laughs> yes. Is there is there a side bet other than that one? Um... <laughs> If it's a side bet. Yeah, side bet. What's the side bet? I mean, is he taking you to dinner somewhere or are you taking him to dinner? Or are you going to be sending him some mangoes? It's, it's, so it's not. It's, there's no real side bet because I know I'm going to win, so it's not really, you know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not, it's not too much of a challenge. So I, I don't want to take his money. I don't want to make him feel bad. So, you know, we're just doing it for fun. The only bad thing about that, he the, the, the cricket name, cricket itself, is only in his name and in his blood, but not physically. That's the bad part about it. If he was playing oh. physically, I'll be the we'll happiest person in the world because like, what, he's six, Tuesday, six feet, six feet one or six over. feet Probably about six feet yeah. one, right? And me coming from one end and he coming from the other end. Spent with a dis- with a with a with a destroy the cricket game, but he, he let me down, you know. <laughs> Sounds like there's a challenge on hand there. Well, oh, all, yeah. all I know from what from what I can from what I can hear, Virgil, I think you're in trouble. <laughs> it's a big one on Tuesday. <laughs> let, let's ask Mar to see if she's who she feels will win. Murchis, who do you think will win? The younger oh. one? Oh. Um, <laughs> no, 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 I did not give an answer yet. <laughs> I agree, I agree with you, Murchis. The younger one, right? <laughs> That's enough. That's enough. No, no, no. Matters. No, finish. the younger one is going to try and do his best to beat his oh. dad, but he's not. So he's 
Pops got to teach what? him a lesson. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then Pops, all you have to do, make sure you videotape it. So whenever he have his mess going on, you just say, roll the videotape. So you have that over here. <laughs> See, that, definitely, I'm going to definitely do that. When it when it comes to sports, the the good thing about that is called father time. So you know, his 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 skill his his skills are dwindling down. So it's my best opportunity right now. Okay, <laughs> well do your best. I'm not saying that you you mustn't fight. You do your best. Fight as hard as you can to win. Right, right, right. He's still gonna win. <laughs> of course. All right, but don't let me down now. No, 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 no. You see, if 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 he used to practice with me before, then I would say I have a challenge. But okay, so not, pick up not even skills. ever bowl a ball, and no one to challenge me because he thinks cricket is easy. So he want to challenge me now. So I take up the challenge. Okay. So you remember one thing: if he loses, he's going to build my house for me. Oh wow. wow. No, that's, more than a no side bed, man. That, that's more than a side bed, man. That's more than a side bed. Wow. No, no, no. more than a side bed. Thought he was being easy and you not giving it to your challenge like that, but I no, no, it's, 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 it's a big challenge. Oh, so you dropped the mic. Mm. Oh, yeah, big <laughs> So all, all I know, next week Sunday, he's gonna be on here, kind of crying about the situation. <laughs> It's okay. Be sure to call. Be sure. sure. We're waiting your call next week. Don't even wait to call. At 6.30, we're going to have all ears for you. God willing, I'll be right there waiting to see who is trying. (laughs) I'm priming up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Much as you let me down. Much as you let me down. You never learn. I mean, Virgil... Mm -hmm. Would have lost to his son in spite of Virgil said, Son, I can beat you with one hand tied behind my back. Virgil mm. did that. His son walked up to him and floored him. First loss. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, no? Virgil, well, you see, Virgil was trying to get his son to be part of the cricket, but none of them would not pick up the mantle. So, this time he has to show them. This is what it's all about. Much as the gentleman is wearing a jean pants, cricket is in his jeans. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to pluck it. That's and and Virgil said mm-hmm. it's, in the jeans. it's in the jeans, but it's just resting that, in the jeans, not physically moving around. Let me conclude it. Virgil only performed under my captaincy. I will not be oh. here to, to, to direct him. So, you hear it, Virgil. You hear it, Chicken. You hear, hear it, Junior. Yeah. Junior, you hear the you six. Understand. The six is in. Okay, Junior. Uh-huh. But, but you, you know, you, you know the problem. He, when, when, when the game finished, now he's gonna put everything out there and said Virgil Francis wins. How would you know who it is? Francis either. So, oh, okay. You have to watch out for the junior. 
They have to it's watch out for the junior. No, we don't, we don't, we don't junior. say junior. We don't say junior when you're commentating now. If you're going to commentate, you could never say junior. You have to <laughs> say. <laughs> so, so, I go okay, Cardinal. Okay, okay, Cardinal. I go Cardinal. I hope Cardinal is listening. I hope Cardinal is listening because he said I have birthday twice in the year. So I hope he can hear the two different voices on there now so he don't get confused. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. But I want to say something, Leon, on this because you see why fathers always get knocked about on Father's Day? Because yes. Audley was most audible when he agreed with Sandra. When she said she was much, much nicer. You see what we fellows get when we give people... Whips and stuff. Yes, I'm going to take back my whip. Come on. I gave her my niceness, and then she get on here. She says she's much, much nicer. And then yes. Audley would agree with her. Although we would have showered them for Mother's Day, and we would have been left out on Father's Day. Audley, Amen. Man, shame on yeah. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Audley? But just before you go, Audley, um, Leon, sorry. Yes. I have to say happy birthday to... To Don Johnson and the newborn that came in there on yes. July. Johan, Johan, um, just yeah. call him Johan. Johan. Johan, there you go, there yeah. you go. So, Johan, Johan. Because for you guys who are taking count, I think um, July is out by a nose at this time. So September and October is in a bit of trouble with um oh. with um the July birthday. So don't forget the count is still on. Okay. Well, to you too much. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, and uh, just for the end of the show, Mr. Francis, I'm, I request that you you play Ray Charles, America, America, guy. You know who shed his blood for you and stuff like that. You know <laughs> the, the Ray Charles. Song. Yeah, America. Yeah, America the beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> or if you can get to them before somewhere, you know. Yeah. America. Okay, cool. In the yeah. meantime, okay, let's, welcome, let's welcome Mr. Um, Jason, Jason is on. He's very quiet, you know. Okay. They don't in, in celebrate in, in, in birthdays in India, Mr. Jason. Tell us, tell us. Oh, we do. We live in this country, so we have to believe it, right? It's a happy yes. Fourth of July to everybody. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. And I know you have a daughter or a son celebrating the same time with Mr. Sachinton. Not Sach- Sachin Tendulka or, or, that's, or that, that's, no. that's the birthday part. <laughs> yeah, the birthday part. <laughs> yeah. Was it Sachin Tendulka or Gavashka? Sachin Tendulka and Blind Rala. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was saying Gavashka. Okay, I, I, I mixed that up. I messed that up. Okay, so if there's no more birthdays, I can close it out. Mm-hmm. All right, okay, go ahead. The Walter Henry. This has mm-hmm. been the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour, of course, special day, Independence Day. I just want to give a shout out to our listeners throughout the Caribbean, in Asia, in Europe, in Africa, wherever you are, right here in the United States of America. We're happy to have you and come join us next week another time. Just about 6.30, day about we'll have another Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. Back to you, Leon. Yes, indeed. Oh, Audley, you, you tempt me to, to play this song, man. Why don't you do it? Play, play it right away, man. America. With the singing of America the Beautiful. Please welcome the man and his soul, Mr. Ray Charles. It's the day for it.
gentlemen and ladies. Back over to you, Audley. Yes, I did turn over to you. I'm oh, okay, good. Okay. So it's, it's, yes. yes. welcome Cardinal as well. In. Cardinal is in. Good evening to you, yes. Cardinal. Cardinal, okay. are you there? 
Okay, let's bring in Jatin. Jatin, it's over to you, Jatin, your coach's corner. Well, I have the biggest update from the cricket world. It's not a man's cricket, but it's a woman cricket. Uh, We had a big game in England. India versus England series just got over. India beat uh, England beat India two to one. Yes. But the biggest thing out of that series is India's captain Mithali Raj. She is a legend and uh, almost I believe more than dozen world records she has in her belt. And probably if she plays another series or maybe till end of the year. She will have major records coming to her way. That's how she has raised her standards in the ODI. Like she has the highest number of caps in ODI, uh, highest number of captainship in ODI, highest number of wins in ODI. She is the highest scorer in ODI as well as uh, overall in international cricket. She has. uh, century and double century when she was youngest player in woman world and so on she has like plenty of I will say we will come out with the list when she become the uh, top but right now the longest career in a world cricket especially for India is the Sachin Tendulkar 22 years and some 155 or some days and this lady is about 85 days short, and she is still ongoing. And she is uh, hard to believe, even at the age of 38, she put on 50 in every inning she played. Last three ODI in England, she has a 59, 72, and 75 not out. And that that uh, looks like uh, she's gonna have a lot of records coming to her way if she continues at least for this year, which is highly expected because even this uh, 2-1 loss in England, playing in England, she's a still top scorer. She has the highest scoring average and uh, lead the team very efficiently. So I will say that's a watch out. That lady is about to rule the world. Going to broke plenty of records, which does not even exist in the men's side. As she started uh, her career at age of 16 and is still ongoing. That's a beautiful thing to have. I did uh, come across a little bit. I just uh, watched that uh, news that West Indies lost again in another T20. But I'm uh, least uh, interested to going in detail on that side because it was going on at the same time when the England and India series was on yesterday. So did not pay too much attention on that side. But I will say West Indies' downside is continue in the direction nobody likes to see. You know, they need to come up. They need to have the performance, and it's not happening. And uh, playing at home, it's supposed to be the huge advantage, and it used to be. West Indies used to be a very strong team at home, but now not anymore. And that's a huge concern for the uh, players out there in West Indies. Uh, I was uh, reading that uh, one article by the Jimmy Adams in terms of the development in West Indies. And uh, he had uh, put a note like we need to raise our standard 
of coaching at all levels. It's a good idea. He got the good assessment. But where is the actual work in action to raise that standard? If they are not using enough legends to be part of the coaching program, if they are not developing the next level coaches, at, uh, I will not say that they are not developing. They're developing. But looks like the process is a slow, time-wise. And if we need to turn around this game, they need a lots of good coaches. And at the same time, lots of young players coming in as a entry level or grassroots level where we call it engagement and participation need to be at a real high ratio. And the way the Caribbean culture is going right now with the West Indies cricket performance, it's disappointing. And it looks to me they are losing fans now. If they keep continue same so over and over, they are expected to lose a lot of fans. They will be diverted to the different sports where they can enjoy because this is not the West Indies style to watch losses and uh, celebrate. They're allowed to have a good fight and it's not happening. They, they are good people. They're allowed to follow the game, but at the same time, players are the ones who can create the show and it's not happening. So those are the few things I have. We still got a lot of things going on, so we need to wait and watch to see how the CPL kicks off next month. Same time, we have minor league is kicking, I believe, on second uh, August in US. August September, two months will be heavy. Every weekend, we have, I believe, close to dozen games in minor league every weekend for eight weeks. That will be the huge, and immediately after that. I think IPL has announced their schedule to run the IPL in uh, Dubai, probably. We are not doing in India, but still we have to wait and watch. So there's a lot of action coming in the next two months. Besides the international tours, we expect some countries will be. But this IPL and CPL is coming in uh, uh, time, which may be critical for a lot of countries to see where the the legendary or the good players taking the side, either they're playing for the country or they're going for the IPL, that will be the critical decision for the many players. And that can definitely impact the international schedule. It will be good to see IPL, no doubt about it. But at the same time, if you don't have good players in international squad for any national team, it will be disappointing performance if they keep continuing. So this is all scrambling is going in the world cricket right now. And next three months, we are heavily loaded with the cricket schedule. And I will say there's a plenty of stuff out there for the, any player at any level. Okay, just before we bring in the other panelists, I just want to ask you, Mitali Raj, she is 38. How long do you think she will go on? Well, I had a good discussion this morning in India with a couple of other coaches. And honestly, the way she is performing after this corona, this is the first series they played, right? And she put the big numbers. So it's not about age. If you care about numbers, then I will say 
she can retire on her own terms. There is absolutely no way that she has to quit at this moment. She's doing well. She's the highest scorer. She has the highest average. She's leading the team well. She's guiding the newcomers very well. And that's the beauty to have it. So in my opinion, she is really a tough, mentally prepared player. I call it she has the highest mentality right now about the personality. And in that case, age has nothing to do with it. As long as she is performing, as long as she put the scores, I will say she might go for another two years. That's my expectation. Another two years. Okay. You know. Dennis. Come on in. Yes. Hear some they, of the Jason said that you probably. Yes. Coach, Coach Jason, I've been reading a lot about uh, your young Verma. Can you give us the insight on her performances and the possibility of how she will mature and develop in the coming future? Uh, which player are you talking? Verma. 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 Yeah. The opener. Yes, it's a heavy potential. She is a really young age. And uh, I will say give her about another two years. She will be in a different performance uh, range. She already playing well. She put a couple of good hitting against a good team. And she is a good striker of the ball. Uh, sometimes I, I watch even uh, yesterday, and I feel like she is a kind of Virendra Sehwag type of player who can smack the bat and score runs. And that, that's a really powerful hitter India has at the moment. I would say she is the one of the strongest and the youngest both. So it's a matter of time. Again, we will see how she performs in the next series. But since she made the international, I believe at the age of 15 plus something, she's doing excellent work. And she is, in a coach's world, we call it, she's a highly potential player to develop like a legend. It's a matter of time how she keep continue doing her workout, the fitness side day to day, and keeping the performance game by game. And, and again, the way the India team is right now, it's a beauty to have the young players. Look at how many players they have under 20 right now. I believe they have three or four. And there is a whole team ready to get into. And that's a beauty that India has a lot of young talent coming in, which has a high potential to become the international players. And at the same time, they have the experienced players, like Raj is the senior batsman with the highest score and all those stuff. And you have also a all-rounder who is the highest wicket taker. Now, these two senior players are mentoring and guiding these youngsters on the field. And that is the beautiful thing to have it for any young player if they really want to develop at the international level. So I will not be surprised. She is the performer, and I will say she will be on rock star stage in a matter of two years. Right now, she is a little bit on and off because of the situation and the pressure she deals with the game type and where she is playing. But once she get to used to, I will say she will be the consistent performer like the other players they have. Like Smithy Mandana is another player, opener, left-handed. She's performing on now consistent basis. When she came as a youngster, she had a little bit on and off time. 
And that is what the patchwork is going. So I will say wait until she turns about 18, I will say. And then we're going to look for the consistent performance. And it's coming. I'm telling you, she's a very high potential to perform that level. Iva, thank you. come on in. I'm sure you have something to say based on what you hear Jatin talked about. Yes, of course. I think that um, he's onto something with the West Indies team. If you're going to keep on just allowing the old boys club to continue, you might have people playing, um, maybe going to the sea to take off on, uh, I don't know what they would be doing in the sea, maybe swimming or something, but cricket doesn't seem to be where to go because our heroes are dying. And a lot of that is coming from radio personnel and uh, people on the blog and stuff. Cricket is a team sport. And uh, for the life of me, I still can't see why um, what Phil Simmons would have gotten a job over this man. I, I, I just can't fathom that. I, I, I don't. I just can't see. Phil Simmons going to get up to justify or to pamper Jason Holder by making statements. Jason Holder is our best batter. What are you doing to the team? Because the world is telling me he's number one all around or for whatever reason. Maybe the numbers are there uh, to make him relevant. Don't pamper him because they took away the captaincy. Okay, the team was not performing. You got to go from the head and chop it down. As far as I'm concerned, Jason, West Indies test team is made up of Bajans. And the white ball cricket is made up of Trinidadians. That's how we are going to cook it. If we would turn back the hand of time and go back to what Sir Frank Wawel would have said, we would be on a better path. We have to go back into the, um, into the smaller islands, like he said. That's when we rule the woos. Richie Richardson, Dave Richards, Andy Roberts. A whole slow people who came of Antigua, they performed. Um, when they got on the big stage, including him, Adam Sanford. But here's a Bajan commentator saying, in between his long hops and donkey drops, Adam Sanford get a wicket. Go check Adam Sanford's record. But when you don't like a man and you, you have a microphone, you're powerful and they're killing West Indies cricket, these guys behind the microphones, I'm telling you. They're not encouraging the players. Case in point, look at Mr. Powell. Performing all the time, Kyron Powell. But they're going to always, when they pick him, oh, you bat number three, four, whatever. Okay, you, you're good in white ball cricket to play in this cricket. You're informing the white ball cricket. What are we going to bring you in test at Pigeon Hole? We're going to say, oh, Blackwood, he's too aggressive. He bats like he's playing 2020 cricket. But he can't play none of the white ball cricket. He can feel, he's energetic like a Fabian Allen. You have those two guys in the field on one side of the wicket. You're not scoring over there. But you can't have him in the team, a Blackwood. But to pacify him and say, let's make him a vice captain. Cohen is not doing nothing. You have Hamilton there as a keeper, a better keeper. You have Fletcher, who have kept for the West Indies in white ball cricket 2020 and batted. But to make him vice captain, how did they arrive at that to make Cohen a vice captain? And then to keep him in the team, we say, Fletcher, you're performing up here, you know, we're getting good starts. 
but still, and we have Puan in the team. It's a team sport. Something just is onto something. We're going downhill fast. As a matter of fact, we're going like a couch tail. We're going, going down. All because of these stupid decisions that they're making sitting in the dressing room. I'm going to end here. We're seeing these cricketers to go back the way it was when the captain has the biggest say when it comes to the, to, the, to the field. You pick your team. You must be a part of that. No coach picking no team for me. I couldn't play in this area. I'm telling the truth. When you're a captain of a cricket team, you are a little god. I'm telling you, you're supposed to think. That's why the book refers to as captain. Check every law book. I never see one thing in the mark, coach yet. It marks captain. A team is made up of 11 players. One shall not be named captain. It was the duty of the captain to just sit down and take up signals, sign language from the, from the dressing room when they're down there. That's where we are. Thank you. Okay. How about you, Virgil? you have something to say? <laughs> about um, you watch you watch I should I should watch uh-huh. wrestling and they said what WWF um I think I uh, World Wrestling Federation Entertainment that's a <laughs> Hollywood Hollywood so you know who's going to win and who's the T20 for West Indies come as these guys is in Hollywood there's no cricket no more for West Indies it's all these guys playing it's some kind of um entertainment um. They already know, to me, they already know who's going to win, just like how they do wrestling, because I don't see what these guys are doing to represent us now. I mean, it's a shame to see you go to bat, and I, I can't do Michael Holding. When Michael Holding said um, he would not, um, he 20 is not no cricket, I can agree with him. All that is just a woofing. It seems like this guy going back to the son of cricket, baseball. When you pitch the ball, just let go on it and see if you can connect it. And that's all what we're doing. It's just bringing, these guys just bringing down our cricket. Look at the white ball that guy gets. First ball, a white ball with a call wide. You throw your bat out there for what? Tell me the reason why you put your bat out there. I mean, it, it, it's just a shame to see what this guy is doing to, 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 to Wesley. Might as well you put the, the, the little young son that's out there, 16, 18, and let them play because we're already losing. Let me start with these guys so these guys can come and play cricket because all you guys doing is just hitting after the ball. It's just woofing. I'll call it woofing because you can't get no single or more, so we have to hit six or four, six or four. That's how we play. And it's a shame to see what we're going to. Oddly? I'm good. Oddly. Come on. Yeah, I'll just pass it on. I'll, I'll just pass it on. Yeah, because I I I I don't know. I look, Western. This we're not getting enough out of the players. When you go in there and, and big up Jason Holder, Holder should be firing balls like like Jameson. The guy is tall. Why is he not able to be able to fire balls into and say fire balls, lift balls off the height? He has not improved significantly. Those guys don't need to have a role. They don't seem to have a role. Lewis, Lewis, Lewis get a start. He's supposed to carry on for the end of his day yesterday. Carry on to the end of it. You don't have to be going, going for sixes. You could get the singles and at the end when Pollard came in, you ease up the pressure. But nobody seems to know what they're doing. Everybody going in your net 50, you got 
Look at look at Simmons. Simmons to me Simmons can't run between the wickets. He's only prepared to be um, going for for boundaries every ball. And then he don't even get in his eyes yet. And he playing across the line for a full pitch. And look at Walsh. They have Walsh there. Walsh couldn't do worse. Could not have done worse. He tried everybody else to bring in a young guy, you know, from Trinidad. He, he started with a guy from Guyana. They bring in a guy from Trinidad. And Walsh out there. They only need him to what? Emergency field, man. That's not good enough. The team is not. Something is definitely wrong. You can't go into a field and expect to win like that. Nobody seems to know what they're doing. Chances are you get a good ball, you get dismissed. Somebody's supposed to be able to hold up the end. Look, look, look out, uh, look out the wicketkeeper for South Africa bats. Not everybody goes for boundary. He plays a single. That's a cricketer. Yeah. Yeah. He plays on merit. The situation warrants me to stay in the wicket. It's three men beating West Indies all the time. Three men. The Shamsi, and the wicketkeeper, and sometimes Rabada. And they're bringing two other spinners now. And West Indies don't make no... Spiceman is batting well. And you take him out of winning combination. Spiceman should be in that side. Mpuan wasn't doing anything. And he hit my... I don't know what happened to him. He got to start to, before he carry on, he want to go go across the line and hit him. Don't understand his role. Each man's supposed to determine your role. When you go in there, you see the situation. Hey, listen, I got to see us over the hill. But nothing is done. So that's my take. Anyone else? Uh, Leon. Want to say anything? Well, Leon? Yes, sir. You? I guess... You know, my fellow panelists will remember just after each one of these series, we've been through Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, even the early South Africans, that I've taken the opportunity to um, make, uh, what should we say, some very strong comments and strident remarks about the team. And at this time, I've decided that I would refrain from repeating that at the end of this series for the simple reason that when I think about what I really want to say, I'm afraid you might have to use the beeper or the bleepers to stop some of the words from going public. I don't know you were like that. Well, that's just it, Leon. I'm not like that, but the way the West Indies have been performing, they drive us to tear, well, they drive us to maybe Jay Ray and nephew and beyond. Don't let the West Indies draw you down into the mud, my brother. (laughs) They they have performed ridiculously in the entire three. You know, I I said in one of my pieces that the problem has always been that one one performance seeming to make a player a superstar and after that, we get nothing more out of them. It is very sad to watch the way the bowlers operate here because our bowlers tend to always be short of a length, oddly off stump, going away, not on the middle stump going to off stump. And therefore, you're not challenging the batsmen that you're facing. 
And it's very easy watching the ease with which players like Dukak actually picks up the flight and do such damage to West Indies. One commentator has said, and I take no credit for this, he said, no disrespect to South Africa, but if West Indies could not win a series versus South Africa, then the upcoming series against Pakistan and Australia look even more intimidating. And, you know, I have to agree with that because the way the, the, way the performance and the coaching, and I've also pointed to the coaching and the selection, we are not coaching these players to improve. Once they get out there, why do we have three teams White ball, red ball, test, ODI, T20. We have all these players to choose from, and we cannot find 11 good players to make a team. Something is very seriously wrong with West Indies cricket, and as you said, and I've said, it drives us to the bottle because we are actually suffering out here. Maybe you know, somebody can have some words of wisdom to help me get over this. I hate this right now. So, back to somebody else. Here. Maybe Jatin, Jatin, uh, you have anything uh, to follow up? Uh, um, oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. The major I thing in the West Indies... With, um, with Dennis there. We have the players. So, you say we cannot find them? No, no, no. I'm going to differ there. Mm-hmm. We witness Chris Gale and Johnson mm-hmm. Charles, right here in Tolfara, acting together. With Johnson Charles coming in, Jeff Love, back in the same match with Chris Gale, and Chris Gale was like a beginner who was already climatized here in the USA tournament, Cricket Council USA. Um, what do you call it there again? The map 20, US Open. US Open. Mm. Why... Johnson Charles cannot make this team. He can wicket keep, he can open our wicket keeper in 2020 cricket, must open the matter. That's what we used to do when I don't think Johnson Charles made himself available. So that's well, why you see, that's the problem there. Don't look at it now. Why mm. do you think he didn't make himself available? He was, he was being ignored. Mm-hmm. So you have to go on to make a living someplace. These things you have to look at. Chris Gale cannot work more than a Johnson Charles right now. No. We have to stop mm-hmm. driving looking in the mirror. We have to stop it. We have the young Thomas there. I'm not saying to discard people. Yes, for the little ones and those guys can come around for the experience, whatever. But let me know that I don't think we're going to play you in every match. We had this leg spinner from Trinidad there that made his debut right here in, in South Florida. Um, help me with the name there. Open the bowling for Hussein? every time. Hussein? No, no, no. Hussein no, no, no. The leg spinner Bad from Bad Trinidad. Bad 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 mm-hmm. We have a leg spinner in Hayden Walls. Why we can't develop him? Mm-hmm. That's what we yes, used to win. Sammy said, Badri, you're going to open the bowling for us bowling left arm leg spin in the power play. We were successful there. Why are we going away from that? Why? Because what? The little boy from Antigua who can just come and feel? He can feel. You need good feelers. They're paying, him. They're paying him too. 
emergency fields, man. That's all they do. Well, better than that, Lee, and I think that he's a net bowler because I think they're I just using him because, you know, in the practicing, to me, they're just using him as a net bowler. They haven't traded guy one time and they're putting spinners on us. Mm-hmm. These spinners are choking us, but we're coming with a bunch of people that are going one way. Could anybody tell me why Jason Waller had to bat number three for us in 2020 cricket? <laughs> a four and the other cannot even go in. says that he's our best batsman. Didn't he say that? Yes, he said that. And that's, okay. what, that's, that's what he said. We're going wrong. <laughs> we are going wrong. You're dropping the people who are performing. Fletcher had one out for 31 and then couldn't make the team after that. One out is one out. We're stabilizing the team. Can I make a quick yeah. remark here, uh, Ivo, please? I think when Simmons made that remark, he was, he was in the battle as, as um, Mr. Heath was trying to tell us. <laughs> when he made the remark that Jason Bowler is our best bowler, something wasn't right with him. Uh, back, to, back to you, sir. No, well, no, he used to say, used to say he had a moment of madness. What did, what did mm-hmm. he say, Leon? When... when, yeah. when that same coach would have said he had a moment of madness or something. That's oh, what yes. he made that's what he some said. foolish other ones said. before. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that, let, that's what comes in. But... I'm going to say something. It seems like two things. West Indies have one thing in common with um, WWF. They both practice at the same place in the gym. So it seems like these guys <laughs> go in the gym just to pump up. <laughs> when they pump up, they just go to hit bars. Now you saying that um, Hayden Walsh. They have him there, and they have him there to practice in the net with these guys. Something is wrong because I can't believe if he's there practicing this guy in the net, bowling the spin ball, and these guys going out and play like a jack, ask me no question. Because I cannot understand. You have him there. You see the, the spin ball for us, um, South Africa. Destroy our team. Mm-hmm. One, two, three times. And you still didn't even give him a chance in a one of the games to do the same identical thing. Our guys cannot play spin. You bring him in so at least he can bowl against um, the, 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 the South Africans. But if this guy was practicing mm-hmm. with these guys inside here, something is wrong because that means these guys probably didn't want to practice. Because I can't see once the ball moving, these guys just like, they're, they're just like a dead cow. Because they can't move their foot to hit the ball. And they just stand up and swing. And once ball moving, they're like a fool. So I don't know what this guy is doing. All this guy is doing is just practicing in, in the gym. That's all. There's no cricket ball inside it and no, no cricket ball. So I don't understand um, what's going on with this guy. We have to give... Let me help you understand, oh, Virgil. Sure. Have to give, wait, Let me help you understand, Virgil. Wait. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I, I said we have to go give ahead. credit to Bravo. Bravo bowl extremely well. And for his age, he's still, he's still commanding respect. So that's the only bright spot we see. I see in the whole situation right now. Go ahead, Ivan. But that's what I'm saying, Leon. We are not discarding the old stars. You have some passes for courses, so you have mm-hmm. them there for the experience. But you're playing all them at the same time. Too much dead weight. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have yeah. Bravo. You're gonna have Fidel Edwards. You're gonna have Gale. Wait. Russell only doing this thing here now because World Cup coming along there. Russell is half a is a half a person right now. I'm telling you. Russell should not batting from the Fabian Allen. That's what I'm trying to say. We mm-hmm. are not setting up the team right. But Russell got a big name on, on, on the world stage in domestic cricket around the world. 
So Fabian Allen's supposed to be pushed down here. I mean, come on. We, these are the, these are kind of things that that boggles the mind, and like um, Dennis was saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah one, um, one thing I one thing I, I just just saw yesterday. I saw him go for for a Russell to bowl the final over ahead of Fidel Edwards. Fidel was bowling well. This guy has been bowling runs all the time. They get quite a bit of run the last over. They should not have make 160, 68. So, Jason, you have anything else to say before we move on? Well, I will say West Indies going through lots of challenges. <laughs> but the biggest thing, in my opinion, is it goes back to the players, their mindset. Uh, if you look at the overall, these players are trapped right now between the personality and mentality. Mm-hmm. Mentality is the needed to perform on the field, where these players are concerned more about their personality, means their status, how good they are, how they can become hero, how he can become the some sort of a big celebrity. You know, so that's a mental part is missing here. So there's a mindfulness or mindset is the missing component. They need that one to fix it, you know. And the way we look at it right now, the game's supposed to be based on the current performances. It's very simple to say for any player, if you want to do better tomorrow, you have to do the best today, whether it's a practice or game. And that is not happening. And when that doesn't happen, there is no better outcome tomorrow. It's going to keep continuing. And that is what they have to change. It's very hard to pinpoint or blame anyone at the moment besides players. It's a player's job. It's not something coaches can help or administration help. No doubt, there's a lot of things going on. A lot of people are not happy with the combination of the team or the selection process or the way they are trying to form the team. But look at this administration side. I believe they are working hard to find a perfect formula by blending the senior players who were off the West Indies team for a while and they're coming back into the team. And at the same time, you have a lot of players who are on and off. They are not the consistent performers. And then you have to look into the new players or inexperienced players who are coming into the team. Overall, we call it a team cohesion. The chemistry, the binding is the missing component. Mm -hmm. And then you need the good leader who can execute the game plan. And leader is not about somebody, a good player or performing player or a senior player. The leadership goes with the credentials of if someone has the ability to understand each and every player out there on the field, he is able to pull the maximum out of those players, using them at right moment in the right spot, in the right position, whether it's a batting, bowling, or fielding. And then top of that, this need to have enough trustful relation with the all teammates. They have three different captains right now. We have different combination of the team. And there is a huge mix-up. So honestly, to me... Then we are more psychologists 
than the coaches and all other options we have at the moment. Mm-hmm. Let's hear from Cardinal yeah. and then, then Mr. Then, then um, our good friend Simon. Cardinal, come on in and then Simon. Yes, you know, on a short note, let me say, hey, we get what we pay for. As, as, as you we, we, we're not trying to build cricketers in this uh, the administration is not trying to build cricketers they are trying to build 2020 players and every game is a 2020 game including the test matches um, West Indies at the moment I mean the, 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 the pundits are talking about defending the, the world the, the World Cup championship but there's really nobody in that squad right now who could one we can rely on to defend that championship we tend to forget because we put marlon samuels back in the shadows we tend to forget that marlon samuels was the engineer behind the last two championships that we won but nobody gave him credit you know particularly in the last one um What's his name? Carlos Brathwick got all the credit. Carlos remember the name Brathwick. Nobody realized Marlon Samuels is, what, is the one player who engineered both championships. And to, because to, Marlon Samuels, I mean, I, 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 I always say, you know, you find out which the Marlon Samuels is going to give you his best performance because he doesn't always do it. But I, I always believe that Marlon Samuels was the only one on that team who could walk in the wicket and command his place at the crease and decide that nobody's going to get me out of here and I'm going to make runs. Actually decide and command his place in there. We don't have any players. We didn't have any players on that team who had my confidence that they could command their place and make runs at the same time. Now, we, 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 we praise these guys because of their world-class stardom and forgetting that this world-class stardom comes in domestic games. International cricket is a different affair. We're not having anybody who playing cricket. I mean, we got the four biggest stars of, of 2020 cricket, as they are called. And we, are, we, we hear our commentators repeatedly saying, we got big hitters, we can win this game. But you only, your big hitters are only useful to you if they stay at the crease. And they're not staying at the crease. I looked at, 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 at Russell, for instance. And Russell doesn't seem to be able to play the ball in the outside. Russell is trying to take everything over mid-wicket and mid-on in the air. I mean, that looked like an invitation to South Africa to say, here's your nice, here's a way to get me out without scoring. Bowl the ball outside the off stump. I won't be, I'll make a big swoosh. I won't be able to hit it. And if I do hit it, I'm going to hit it straight up in the air. You understand? These, we got the four big stars. Gale, Russell, Bravo, and who's the next one? Pollard. Pollard. But then, Pollard. And Pollard. And even though I think Evan Lewis gave us a good start, he didn't carry on to the end. And I said that from the beginning. 
if Evan Lewis does not bat deep into the inning, we can't win. Can't win. Can't win. Evan Lewis, Evan Lewis gave us a good enough start for those four alone to finish up. And, excuse me, gentlemen, unfortunately, we didn't have Fabian Allen either. Fabian Allen is the only spinner who really gave the South African batsmen a tough time. And he got into the wicket, and he gave their bowlers a tough time as well. The guy almost single-handedly won the second match. You understand? So what are we preparing our cricketers to do? They don't have the mindset of cricketers. They have the mindset of entertainers. They want to be on the stage, do something, and let the crowd feel entertained and jump up, but not give us a win. They are not cricketers. They are not playing cricket. Look at Quinton de Kock. Quinton de Kock was playing cricket in his 2020 game. And he was able to lead South Africa to victory. And South Africa does not have any 2020 superstars. Look at the comparison. We get what we pay for. We tell them to go out there and play this game and we'll be happy. And that's exactly what they did. When we are suggesting that you've got the younger playing, what happened to the Shafane Rutherfords who are dying to play for West Indies? What happened to, you know, uh, what's the guy from St. Lu- uh, St. Lucia? He opened back. I mean, you just called his name ago. Charles, dying Charles, to play Charles. for West Indies. Yes. Johnson Charles. Dying to play for West Indies. And we can't see and hear from them. We don't, we don't even hear from these guys anymore. Johnson Charles' team just win the... the, the uh, the, the Pakistan yes, 2020 sir. series, mm. okay? But we're not hearing from him here in the Caribbean. And the guy was passionate and willing to play for West Indies, but write him off, you know? And, 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 and so we want these coaches. We want this thing. And we're not, first of all, the administration is not put, putting together a setup through which to groom cricketers. And we are fashioning these guys' mindset into entertainment. It's only that they have a cricket bat and a cricket ball in the entertainment process. But they are not considering the objective for which cricket is played. You, when you go in there on a cricket field, you play to win. Or you play the best, you give the best possible challenge to your opponent as is there to give. You don't, you, don't, you don't play as if you've never been in the game before. And that's where, that's where we're at now. And by the way, Virgil, I still have to tell you, son, that you <laughs> consistent, every year you consistently steal his birthday, and I think you take your presents along with it. Mm-hmm. And okay, I believe that you are time. planning to steal. <laughs> I believe that you are also planning to steal that competition that you, you're putting in. I, I would have to be there to see it before I, I convince that you win the youngster. I'm going to send my private chat. Hold it now, we have Simon waiting. He's coming over at 8 o'clock. Oh, yeah, make it short. Okay. Please. Mm. Make it short. Go ahead. Make it short. No, I, I just said I'm going to send my private jet down to pick you up to bring you up um, Tuesday for the All game. Right. Okay. <laughs> Let's hear from Simon. Simon is ready, waiting to go to bed. Simon, come on in. <laughs> Good evening to you, Mr. President. Good evening, mm-hmm. all. 
I'll yes. say good evening to Mr. President Leon and David, Dennis, and Cardinal. I just heard from you there, rousing speech there yeah, like a, a Baptist preacher trying to get his congregation <laughs> to heaven. Ivor Henry also preaching and, there and like Mr. McKenzie, I haven't heard from him, no. and all our faithful listeners all over the world, I'm so happy to be back on the show this evening with you talented <laughs> men who know the game so well and love the you game have, of cricket. you have a nice question for us? you have a nice question, easy one? Are you ready? You ready for questions? Yes, uh, yes. What do yes, you want to, yes. what <laughs> you want to finish the discussion with the team? No, no, are we going to go back to it? But, but we, want to, we want to make sure that you get out of the way to go back to bed, no, so... Okay, question for today is 4th of um, July. Uh, we have a player called Amla. My first question for you is, which country does he play for? And could you tell me his total score in test cricket and which is his highest score? I'm going to give you again. We have a player called Amla. His name is H.M. Amla. Uh, want to know which country he plays for or played for and his total score in test cricket and his highest score in test cricket, highest individual score individual in test cricket. So we have three questions. South Africa, 331. Okay, that's one. 331. Okay. 331 against England or 336. 330. Make a triple century. Yes, okay. England. Okay, let's let's go through the whole panel. And I want his total score, total test score that he's ever total made. Total run scored in his career? Yes. Okay. I would say 7,800. Okay. Uh, that's not a bad guess. Who's next? Who's next? Mr. Heat? You're, 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 you're uh, yeah. I think he's, he's South African, and I think this total one-day score is about 7,000. And I will take a stab that he achieved that maybe playing against um, Sri Lanka. That's an individual, individual, individual score. Yeah, and then... Yeah, he's oh, scoring test oh, cricket. Oh, Yes, yes. Mm. Okay, thank yeah, you so much, Dennis. Thank you. Uh, Audley? Audley, don't look at your computer. Ivor? Okay. Let, let, let me go since Simon did not call my name when he come in, and I know the reason for that. But um, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say that um, I should Amla, South Africa. I think Dennis yes, misunderstood the question. Right. Yeah, Dennis misunderstood the question because um, it was for test. Um, the amount of runs he scored in a test, which I can say maybe about 7,800, I'm going to guess. And I'm going to go with the highest. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Francis with the highest um, test match individual score that he scored. He said 300 and I said 331. 30. Okay, that's not a bad guess, 30. Mr. Francis. And sorry I left your name out. It wasn't intentional, it was just an oversight. Forgive me for that. 
Yeah, I know the reason for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jethi? Um, well, I played for the South Africa, but he was born in India. Oh. My back home. So don't yeah, try to in... play. I say he scored 92, 80 plus. So it's a 9 to 8 only there. I know that. I don't know the last one, maybe two or four. But he put 9,280 plus runs, either 82 mm. or 84. I can't remember that. But let me tell you, 311 not out is his top score. And okay. then he was the fastest to reach 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4, 5, 6, 7,000 runs in Test cricket as the fastest person to reach compared to any batsman in the world. Right, mm. right. Yeah, you I notice know. I said You notice Simon, I said it. Simon, 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 wait yeah. for Ivor. Come on. Okay, Ivor, Ivor yes. Yes, yes well, Jason, first being that I was going to say he's Indian born but played for South Africa. Um, the amount of ones he made, I can't put a figure on it. I know he made over 8,000 yes, ones yes. in ODI. Yes. Give us and a guess. Test, Give us a guess. Yeah, I think he made over 8,000 ones in, um, in test. I, I don't have okay. numbers in that. But okay. what I would like to note about this guy, he played with some great players like A.B. De Villiers, Jack yes. Callis. You know, he's skipped by um, Graham um, Smith. Even then, Quinton did not play with him. So, that's, I know he was a standout. So, yeah. the numbers, no, I can't crunch them. But, good question. How about you, Audrey? I, I didn't hear from... I didn't hear You're from great, Simon, Audrey. Simon, Simon. Please, please, just, let's get, get them together. Audley, come on in. How about you, Cardinal? Cardinal, uh, make a guess. Hashim Amla? Yes. Okay. Um, his... Highest score is somewhere between eight and nine thousand runs. You know, a little mm-hmm. more, maybe a little bit more than nine thousand. Um, is is and his career total. I remember his three hundred and eleven not out against England. Mm-hmm. And yes, he plays for South Africa. Okay. Anybody else who has didn't didn't make their guess? Anybody else didn't get make a guess? Cardinal get his. Oddly, 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 we call him quite. Where we see, oddly dropped. Oddly dropped. Maybe he's gone for tea. You know, there. That that's why I said when I started out, I said which country he played for, because I know yes. he's born in India, but he plays yes. for South Africa. So that is right. That's cleared up. I'm going to reveal the answer, Mr. President. Is are you ready? Go ahead. Yeah, go right ahead. Mm. Answer here from the Book of London. MCC says, Amla, born in India, played for South Africa. He scored in his whole lifetime for cricket. He scored 9,282 runs. Mm-hmm. He played 124 tests. And his highest individual score was 311. So we are all in the ballpark. We are all close. They're all close. Okay. We are all close. I want to ask uh, Simon a question. Oh, uh, I thought, uh, I thought, yes. um, I thought yes, Bridget yes. wanted to ask Simon, 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 let Ivor talk. Come on. Simon, I have Simon. a very hard question to <laughs> because you didn't get any questions. I don't know. West Indies just finished playing 
South Africa in um, 2020. That is 2020. What was the final tally in terms of matches won by West Indies versus oh. matches won oh. by South Africa? It was oh. a five-match series. Okay. Okay. Question that uh, I know they played um, uh, two test matches in St. Lucia, which they lost. They talked about 2020. Oh, oh, I thought you talk about total score. Okay, they played five no. one-day matches in Grenada. And of those no, five... No, 2020. 2020. T20. 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 They played five 2020? Yes. And yes, the yes. West Indies won the first one. South Africa second. No, West Indies won... Uh, South Africa won the first one. West Indies second. And I um, think after that, South Africa won the other three matches. So South Africa won 4-1. Uh, am I chance? close enough there? You're, you're close enough, but you're wrong. So second, you have a chance, chance right? Okay. <laughs> so West Indies won two matches, and South Africa won three matches. Move to the head of the class, but do not take the chalkboard. Do not take the chalkboard. <laughs> Simon, Simon, okay, Simon. Yeah. Whenever you call yes, to ask the score, call, call I'm going to direct you to the computer. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. Let, let, no. Let me Never say worry. something now. The reason I'm going to tell you guys the reason why Simon he called everybody name when he come on, but he didn't call my name, and there was a reason for that. I think what today? Today is Sunday. I think Wednesday afternoon. Simon got his mango, and again oh. his mind was on me so much. He called me and he thanked me for his mango, but after he eat the mango, he totally totally forget about me. So that's why when he came out tonight, he didn't remember nothing about me. That is not true. That's not true. That's not true, Mr. Virgil. And, uh, Mr. Virgil, stay on the line because I'm going to let Irma back, you up and back me up on that. That is not oh, true. Oh, no, no, no. Hold on. We, we have to go to the judge. we got to go to the judge. Right. Right. Now. I have a witness. Simon, Simon, we have Virgil want to ask time. you from? Yes, it's all right. No. We'll wait, for, we'll wait uh, for another time. We'll press the time today, Simon. Can we do Simon. that another time? Go ahead. So Go ahead, Irma. Quickly. Quickly, quickly. Yeah, quickly, um, Simon. No, Irma wanted to answer Virgil. Yeah, go ahead, Irma. Go ahead, quickly. Oh, he said to go ahead. The president said go ahead. I didn't hear the question. Yeah, we have, we have a lot, lot to cover. That's <laughs> Virgil. Virgil, I, Irma is on. Irma is on, Virgil. Oh, I'm supposed to talk. To, how, how, do, how, how did you enjoy the mangoes? It was excellent. All right. Thank very, you very, very good. Much. Very nice. Okay, thank, thank you, you very much. much. Thank <laughs> you so much. Thank you so much, Virgil. Virgil, our next question. Now, West Indies women win the... You heard it from the horse's mouth now. <laughs> Simon. Uh, West yeah, Indies ladies won, won, won the, the, the T20 series against, uh, is it Pakistan? They won it 3 nil. Folks, can you dissect that firstly? Ivor, can you give us your take on that, those matches? Wow. Um, well, we know there was an incident where two ladies went down in ladies, one of those matches, so I think we should be yeah, the best. Can and open, play that everything's well with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
My understanding, though, is nothing to do with COVID concerning um, when they went down. So it's, it's something to do with something other than that, but here is a close friend would have felt her, um, her cricketer pain, and she too was overwhelmed by you know seeing her on the ground there, and she too went down. Let's hope that that is the whole truth and nothing but the truth, because some people are, are questioning that, but I don't know why. But well, maybe I know why, because if somebody would have suffered from seizures before, I don't think that came out in the report. So some people oh. are questioning, well, all of a sudden she, she, she got a seizure. But I don't think these guys would cover COVID. I, I really hope not. I would really hope not. Mm. But in terms of um, cricket, it's good to see West Indies back on the, the winning trail. I mean, we seem as if we were left for dead in the women's cricket. Yeah, I, woman. felt like, I felt like they were the trendsetters. When West Indies were probably going downhill and Sammy came... You know, pretty much revived it. I thought that the women cricket would have revived um, West Indies men's cricket. So I think once they do well, I think we should be able to do well in the men's cricket. So, mm. but in the uh, A team, in the A team, we we lost three matches to to zip. How about you, Jason? What's your take on that match? I don't know if you were following the West Indies ladies as they battle against. These Pakistanis? No, I did not follow that series at all mm-hmm. because I was tired of with so many other things. Mm-hmm. How about you, Dennis? Dennis, any 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 comments? Well, I just wanted to um, say that the information that I received have the latest that the two ladies returned to the team and neither of them faced hospitalization or restriction. So. A, I don't think COVID has anything to do with it because they would certainly not have been allowed back and without mm-hmm. quarantine. They've obviously had some kind of a possibly heat uh, exhaustion because it might have been warm out there. But at any rate, I'm happy to see them back and uh, I give them congratulations for their performances, the team winning the series and hope that the first team will uh, try to emulate what the um, you know, the B team has done. And uh, I'm looking forward to some uh, entertainment from our women because that might be the only cricket I'll be able to enjoy from the West Indies in the near future. Oddly, you you're missing yeah, sorry. You're calling for you. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I, was, I was off for a little while. Um, heard some news. Um, not too good, but not too bad. Is that my, my mom... Yeah, oh, no. she she wasn't doing so well, so she she's in the hospital right now. Oh um, no! Jonathan, yeah, Jonathan no. is more you know observation more or less, and right now she's uh, mm-hmm. just waiting. So you know, I was talking to John. Okay. And, um, but she she's gonna be all right. All right. Her yeah. oh, she's she's gonna be all right. So. Okay. Right. Okay, and when you talk um, to her, uh, that our prayers are for are with her um, only. We are praying for her to pull through. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you. And when I, when, I just called back, when, when I just called back a while ago, Leon, um, I heard, thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye. I thought the whole show dropped, so that's where I called back in. Because yes, I thought everything was on. I had just said to me. Mm-hmm, but you said that, yeah. Okay, bye-bye. No, you, you didn't hear the question, though. 
about the ladies. No, no, I didn't hear. I, I didn't hear the question. No, I was asking you what your thoughts about the ladies' win, and uh, of course the A team loss. Oh, you didn't hear. Yeah, 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 yeah. The A team went down three zip, um, but uh, you know um, the 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 fan here with the with the crew they they pulled through this time. And uh, mm-hmm. of course, it's a it's a good thing for for women's cricket. I, I heard Ivers comment when he spoke mm-hmm. about the uh, time when you know all our cricket was going nothing but downhill. Then Sammy came, and then with the revival with the ladies and stuff like that. So it, 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 it's a good thing. We're heading in the right direction. We have been uh, in the more recent past. Um, we have been getting a lot of beating, uh, you know, from on the women's side. But they they're, they're moving up, and of course, West Indies. Um, the men as the defending champions in the T20. We could say um, we, we lost to South Africa in a, in a sense. Not in a sense. We really lost to South Africa. But um, one was really close. Just a one-run thing. So it could have, could have gone either way and such like. So um, I, I just encourage Mr. Dennis, uh, just keep your eyes open, man. Um, one, one, one of these days, things are going to be better. Don't look for, don't look for the, the super glory days. Um, you know, I, I think that's far-fetched, but um, right now, I, I know one day, one day, things are going to be better. And Cardinal, do you have a comment <laughs> on the ladies' victory and the loss for the A-team? Well, I, I just have to, to congratulate the ladies. Unfortunately, they had two scary, mm-hmm. well, one scary mm-hmm. incident, including two of the ladies who collapsed on the field, but that, they seem to be okay now. And um, I, I'm hoping they, 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 they could continue building. I, I'm not sure what's going on with the ladies' cricket at this time, but they seem to have been doing well under the coaching what? What? administration of, of yeah, and the coaching administration of the, the, the Barbadian guy, Campbell. And I don't know why they switch, but after that switch, they their performance seemed to, to have deteriorated some. Um, we still have many of the same players. We've got some newcomers coming in and who seem to have the potential to do well. But um, even though they, they, they won against the Pakistanis, but what I saw of the matches, they weren't very strong wins. You know, they weren't. They weren't very strong wins. They, they, they seem to be more like the, the Pakistani, the Pakistani players capitulated under not so much pressure, uh, but under their own weaknesses. And I, I think I think the, the, there's a lot to be said about you know returning the team to the strength that we signed it back in 2016. Yeah, indeed. Okay, folks, let's let's take take a look at um, India versus India ladies versus England. JT, you want to open? You open, you you made a comment about that before, but um, anything particular about the series that you want to highlight? No, it was a close call for all games. As I say, the England beat uh, India two to one. They won the first two games, and India won the last game as a consolation. But if you look at the scorecards, it's a very close encounter, all three games, where you can feel till the end that either team going to win. And eventually, 
with the low margin on all three games, the better team on that particular day won. But if you look at the performance-wise, the left-arm spinner from England did well. She turned into a man of the series award because she had a three wickets each in first two and uh, even two critical wickets out of four and uh, out of six in the last game. So that's what she awarded the man of the series. Uh, India side captain is the only one performer. The England had a another youngster did very well in the first game to turn the game into England side, and that's a newcomer. And it's really good to see that a lot of young talent uh, took part in this series, and they contributed the cause of the series. And uh, let's hope they can keep continue the momentum they carry in international cricket. So the standard of uh, women cricket, the way I look at it at the moment, it's improving day by day compared to the men's side. Many countries like West Indies, they are suffering from uh, performance dilemma, we call it. And at the same time, women are lifting that standard. So the quality of game is improving. And that was the highlight of this England series. India did play the one test there before the three ODIs. And now they are ready to get into, I believe, four or five T20s they're going to play. But that's a really good ongoing series. And the T20 will be the showcase, I will say, at the moment because the both teams have loaded youngsters. And we have to see which team is performing. Oddly, your take. Oddly's gone again. Okay, how about you, uh, Dennis? Uh, well, Leon, I've not followed the Indian women team very closely, but I know from what I've seen, the Indian women team have a lot going for them. Particularly, I've been very impressed with the newcomer, the young 17-year-old, because she has done, she has performed well. Well mm-hmm. enough to make me think that uh, India has reason to feel that in coming years they will certainly be a challenge as far as uh, women's cricket is concerned. I'm only hoping that uh, the young 17-year-old will be mentored. In You're a talking way about Verma? Will... Verma? Verma, yes. Verma, yeah. I'm just hoping that she will be mentored in a way that will help to solidify her cricket as she matures and she will not end up being led in the wrong direction so that uh, her technical skills is uh, influenced in the wrong direction. But I'm sure Coach Jatin has been able to somewhat assure me that things will improve in that direction. And so I'll be watching closely and following this young lady because I'm impressed with her. Back to you. Ivor? Ivan, come on in. Give us your take. You have one more. Yeah, I just want to say congratulations to mm-hmm. India. I know they're serious with their cricket. Men, women, boys and girls. It's a religion over there. So nice to see the ladies in action with a World Cup um, around the corner too. Winning could become contagious. So I'm, I'm going to wish them all the best. England too. Mm-hmm. I guess they put up a fight. We just want to make mm-hmm. sure that all of the ladies be competitive yeah. because I think that's going to drive the men. We tend to follow the ladies. So, 
about this is we, we know that England and Australian women teams have made their name in, in international cricket. What's interesting about this is that, you know, this series between England and India is very competitive. And so it, it gives something to look forward to. Um, I'm sure that the, the Indian team would grow in strength, as would all of the other teams around. And we would expect the news because New Zealand is also, you know, up there with that competition, they, they are finally good there. So we hope to see some good uh, female cricket in, in, in the future, and I hope more attention would be given to it. Thank you. Yes, That's my yes. thought. Um, is it who, who I haven't spoken on a topic? Anybody haven't spoken on it? Virgil, did you say, have you said? Virgil? Okay. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. You did. Okay. Gentlemen, the, there is a question that is now is being asked. How does the New Zealand pace quartet measures up against the legendary West Indies four-prong attack? And we're talking about Jameson, Wagner, Team Saudi, and Trent Bolt against Roberts, Holding, Ghana and who's the other one? Roberts, Marshall, Croft, Michael Croft. Holding, and yeah, no, Croft, Roberts, Roberts, Andy, no, Andy and, Roberts. and I said Roberts, Marshall, Holding, and Ghana. Yes. Who want to go first? How do you compare them? Do you say it was a better lineup? You thought that they were. Would you prefer to have had? the New Zealand four-prong attack in your attack uh, as opposed to having the West Indies four-prong attack in your lineup. Let me, let me, let me go first. Go ahead. Out of, go 10, out of 10, I would have 900 and, um, I would have 995 for West Indies um, four-prong four attack. All right. Any particular reason why you say that? Nine? 99%. Because we, we 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 was the best at the time, and up until now, there's no bowling attack to compare with um, those that you call there in the world right now. There is none ever after these guys. There was none ever to compare with these guys. So, I mean, these guys are way beyond anybody else. Pace, movement of ball, wicked, <laughs> you know. So, uh-huh. yeah. Okay, Jatin, what do you feel? Come on, guys. Talk. There is absolutely no comparison between that West Indies pace attack and any pace attack out there in current world or in future. Reason? When West Indies performed by those four gentlemen, look at how many batsmen they face on the other side. You just yes. name any country. I can tell you, all those top ten batsmen in any country in today's world, they were against them. And they beat them, what the New Zealand had. Number two, it's a time is different, I Somebody. would say. The West Indies' performance was like really crazy in terms of insane, we call it. 
because the way they had intensity and aggressiveness to bowl every over, not the first ball on first day, they can come with the same intensity on the last day after the tee. And that was the beauty to see in West Indies. Uh, New Zealand, again, I say there is absolutely no comparison between two teams. It's a different era, mm-hmm. different opponent batsmen. And the New Zealand being a test champion by playing just 11 tests in this current cycle compared to a lot of teams played 18-plus test match. And there are uh, four or five countries did not even play the 10 test match. So I, I don't uh, go by that uh, uh, format where you can say the true champion, you know. But uh, still, this is the promising and a very good uh, pace uh, combination they have. And uh, we have to watch out them in a conditions like a South Asia. That will be the key for the New Zealand, how they perform. They are absolutely beauty to see them in uh, New Zealand and England. They have very good uh, weather support, right, in terms of the swing balling. But then it takes a little bit different challenge if they are playing in Australia and South Africa. And it's a completely a different challenge if you're playing in a South Asian country, especially Pakistan. Now, don't forget, when West Indies quadrant was in action, they did play in a Pakistan soil. Right now, there is absolutely nothing going on in Pakistan cricket as far as international concerned. The reason I like to mention that in a cricket world, most of the people say when you play in a Pakistan means you are playing against the dead pitches in the batting paradise. And it takes a lot for the baller to perform on those wickets because there's a long innings where the local players can play on those wickets. And that's uh, how the thing is. If you're going on, uh, let's say, Bangladesh or India, then you are expecting some uh, turning tracks. And we have not seen uh, this particular quadrat how they perform on those countries. We have to wait another four or five years to see a couple of tours if they go down there and do the performance, same thing what they did against the India, you know. Mm-hmm. But again, comparison supposed to have uh, on equal side, and it doesn't exist. It's a two different uh, situation, 40 years apart, and there's a different batting lineup in front of them. So I will not compare, period. Cardinal, your take? Well, you know, comparison, comparison across um, generations, generals is, is is somewhat is somewhat difficult. I mean, we have great fast bowlers in 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 those in those days. And I don't think that I don't think that um, the, the 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 New Zealand team has such a, a great um, bowling performance. I mean, I mean, I, I, you know, even if I should take it for, for one-on-one, I mean, they got bowlers who take wickets. I mean, Trent Bowl is a great bowler, but I don't think that I can put, I mean, in, in recent times, uh, Tim Saudi has been doing much better. You know, because he has that, those other four with him. But, you know, you guys can remember Tim Stoughty struggled to take wickets formerly in his career. So he's got a team to, 
around him now that, you know, together they produce. But I don't think that any one of them, except for, for Bolt, any one of them is, is a magnificent standout like you would have, you what know, a Robert or a Holding or a Kraft or, you know, standing out, uh, you know, Argana standing out with his own set of characteristics as a great fast bowler. So I, I, I wouldn't go on and make that comparison. Okay, how about you, Mr. Dennis? You come in. Well, I, I would say, Leon, it's almost like comparing apples and oranges. You know, they they just so different. And without a doubt, the West Indian four, quartet, I think, is a much better, better by a long shot quartet of four fast bowlers. New Zealand bowlers have come up in the era where they're playing T20 cricket, where a lot of batsmen have been corrupted in terms of their performances and how their skills are developed. And therefore, they're prone, like our current West Indian players, to do crazy things in the, in the innings, therefore getting out easily and making bowlers look like they're really great. So in my opinion, I think the West Indian quartet is streets ahead of uh, these New Zealand bowlers, and they would certainly be, I would say, in the world. Ivor? Back to you. Thank you. Yes. Um, oh, let's get in here on the launch rule. Um, our? Yes, indeed. Um, there is comparison. I mean, they said there is no comparison. In this day and age, New Zealand, final said it's right, I'm born to take wickets. And the only one to me that is really fearsome at this time is Wagner. In terms of West Indies, all of them were fearful. You say, okay. Jameson, not in the, in, in the equation? No, in terms of being fearful. Yeah, Jameson bowled fast, but I think more people fear Wagner than all of those other fast bowlers. Mm-hmm. Bolt is a shadow of himself. South is a shadow of himself. But they stay in the channel and get wickets. And Jason would have said it's right. In today's team, you have to only get one or two batsmen. In the foursome of West Indies, they had a slew of cricketers to get through to win matches. Yeah. In England, you're talking about the boycott of the Gucci's and those guys. Not no one. In Australia, the Chapel Brothers and the Borders and those guys, they had to yeah. go through batsmen yeah. to get those 10 wickets. Today, Amen. you only have to get root in England, and then they, 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 they burn them around here, you know, if they're going to give you a little something. But right now, in, in these teams, only one person. But still, it's foursome, had to rip through down to wicked keepers who were batsmen, and even some bowlers who would stand up. And when you see a team can tell you, I just need time to bowl you out, and they don't mind... I shouldn't say they don't mind, but they took the financial um, um, burden that was against them for slow overweight. You have to give it to those guys because they could do like New Zealand. Okay, we want to win, so we just speed up here, speed up there. But I think our guys were much better in terms of holding can make up time by coming off a short one. Robert genuinely fast off of a 15-yard um, run. So to me, I would take this quarter, West Indies quarter, anytime. 
Because Ghana can bounce you up and he can still come through your toes. Cross, he can bounce on Sam. Audley? Thank you. Okay, yes, I'm I'm here. Um let me let me tell you something. We we're talking about West Indies quartet. We're talking about a series of quartets because um <laughs> when one or two uh, you know, drop out. Then you ha- you have Ambrose coming on later with Walsh, and and they, and they were you know different different fast bowlers coming in, and others who were there um, who could even get 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 a look in. They couldn't put their foot through the door. Okay, well, so, Ian Chapley were just comparing those four pace. Oh, oh just those four. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, there's no there's no comparison, man. There, there's no uh, as well. When we say that, we know you compare, but we're talking about they are so far ahead of the West Indian quartet that um, when, you, when you talk about them, you, you say, okay, which are the four you're talking about? It's like, mm-hmm. really? You know? Um, mm-hmm. for, for instance, some people perform well. For instance, Jimmy Anderson right now. Jimmy Anderson, he has taken over 600 wickets. And, you know, until up to this day, James... And hasn't taken a ten a ten far outside of England. Mm. His best his best his best uh, um, match haul is is eight for one sixty one against South Africa in twenty ten. You know, so he hasn't even taken a ten wicket outside outside of England in a, in a, in a match. So you have some some bowlers that will will will, will take a lot of wickets and not continue taking wickets, but then just check the record at home and abroad and see what happens. When you look at the West Indian Quartet, and, and these are guys who did not have the, 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 the Bangladeshis and the Zimbabwe's and all them things thing to play. And um, because sir, and they play less than 50 test matches because that, that's how the, 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 the schedule were at the time. And there was nobody else to play until they come back, you know, come back with a cycle to play the guys again, same team. Uh, 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 and when you look around, Holden did not play, play uh, how much, 59, 60, whatever. Mm-hmm. But but the way they dominate, you know, they dominated the, the, the scene when they were when they were here. And as you, you pointed out, the quality when they talk about batsmen, the the the, the, the Greg Chapel, the Chapel brothers, and Doug Walters, and uh, when when you, when they talk about those guys, you're talking about when you, when you mention those names. Everybody talking about it like in awe because those are cricketers. So it, it's hard to compare to those guys what they were doing to what's happening now. Um, West Indies hands down. Mm. Gentlemen, just one final topic: England versus Sri Lanka. England leads the series in T20. No, well, the ODIs rather. They won the. The test, right. Okay, let's, let's talk about the ODI. England beating Sri Lanka in the first two and the final match played today. That was no contest. When I say no contest, was for, was, um, didn't end. No results. Rained out. Right. Rained out. Anyone who wants to t- take that, take up the topic? You want to go Jatin or Dennis or, or Ivor? Anyone? They just... Pick it up. Well, Anybody know? Uh, yeah, Leon. England, England, Sri Lanka. Yeah, yeah. The the Sri Lankans had big problem this particular series. They showed some spirit, some fight, some guts in the West Indies earlier this year, 
But once they got back to Sri Lanka, I noted that there were some issues surrounding uh, the usual wages, contracts. And so for a time, they even arrived in England without playing some training matches. So I think this Sri Lankan team was affected by their mindset when they mm-hmm. left and when they arrived. And so there were the distraction caused them not to perform up to the standards that I would have thought they would have performed considering the fight they had. They did try, but ultimately, I think they still had the mindset of the little fight they're having with their administrative boards back home. And I'm not even sure if they actually signed real contracts to come or was it a one-day, you know, one-series contract because they have this issue. So they did not perform up to scratch. They were disappointing and almost to the point of um, reminding me of the West Indies performance against South Africa. And I hope that uh, the Sri Lankans will get back home and sort their mess out that's causing them not to perform because they do have some quality players in their team and they should have been able to perform better in England. That's my take. Yeah, I was some some players were broke curfew and went out and were sent back home. You can you add anything to to this Sri Lanka versus England? Well, I'm gonna go where Dennis started. I mean, West Indies is a stepping stone, and I think we would have provided them with good competition down here, even though they would have lost. But I am saying they should have put up a better fight over there. But maybe other things were on their mind including the curfew, getting out. I mean, maybe they don't believe in the in the COVID-19 or what have you, but I believe they should be more disciplined because top athletes are being looked up to in every aspect. So I don't think what they would have done there was right. If you sign up to be with the team, you have to follow protocols. You have to just go along with team management, whatever they're coming with. Breaking bouts, I don't believe. I don't believe in that. So you're telling the little junior kids them they can do that too. In terms of the match today, it's a pity that um, this what? match has to just be a no result because you know the Cowan brothers are playing here. One of them already picked up some four wickets. Um, mm. Yesterday, they picked up five. Sam, one, pick up Sam. five yesterday. Oh, day before. Yeah, yesterday, and then today. Oh, my Sam. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Tom didn't get any wickets today, but at least, you know, he was in with it. It's nice to see two brothers yeah. coming through for England. But Sri Lanka, they too, have, they haven't really caught their bearings since they, they, the top batters would have left them, the Santa Carlos and stuff. I still think that they're struggling. And that's something that our team should be looking forward to. Mm-hmm. They need more eight-team matches so we can have that flow. Too much of a one side, and that's what is killing the cricket for viewers. Like Virgil said, the West Indies, you already know who's going to win, and we don't want cricket to to, to get back like that. So okay, yeah, yeah. Anybody else want to say anything before we just yeah yeah turn it yeah, over to me, Simon? Mm-hmm. Just just let me just let me um take a look. Just give us a, a snapshot of the um. The innings, um, the matches so far in the series. The first T20, England and Sri Lanka batted first, 129 for seven. 
England reply 130 for two in 17 overs and one ball. So they won easily there. Uh, second one, Sri Lanka won 111 for seven in the 20 overs. England ramped home 108 for five in 16 overs and one ball. The third, England batted first 180 for six. And Sri Lanka, they were all out for 91 in 18 overs and five balls. Mm. So they left seven balls, on the, uh, seven balls on the table there. So England won by 89 runs. So they come, when it comes to the ODI, the ODI is um, Sri Lanka batted first. They were all out for, in 40, 42 and a half overs, 185. England made, made mince meat of it, uh, 189 for five, 34 overs and five balls. Second ODIs. Um, Sri Lanka did better this time, 241 for nine in their 50 overs. But England overhauled it, 244 for two with seven overs to spare. And today, Sri Lanka made 166 all out in 41 overs and one ball. And uh, rain, um, so no play. They, 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 the match was abandoned. There's no result, as, as a matter of fact. So, um, they, 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 they tried, but they, they weren't up to it this time. Whatever happened, I know, the, I, know, I know the weather condition is different too. And right now in England, it, it is not too warm. It is not too warm. And um, we, we can stay here and talk. I know they are professionals, but it's just like the Olympics or certain competitions, you know, when you, you leave your, your, your country, uh, tropical climate, and then you all of a sudden you, you have to be wearing two and three sweaters. It, it, it's not easy. It's not easy. But um, now, we're going to open the line for Simon. Simon, you have a question, something on your mind that you want to explain that we have covered? No, that's okay. I'm listening to the experts there oh. and um, mm-hmm. learning a lot about these cricketers, past cricketers, present cricketers. No, I'm just listening. Just listening. Do you know? It's very who entertaining. Do you know who? Do you know who is going to be playing West Indies next? No, I haven't heard. And I don't know where they'll be playing either. They'll be playing in St. In, um, St. Lucia. Okay. okay. Just name a team. And uh, which name team is team. coming? Which I'm team is coming? To name a team. Name a team. Okay, well, I'm going to give you a guess now. I'll have to guess England or Australia. England or Australia. Okay. Virgil, is he right? Okay. Virgil? Virgil, has you, have you left us? He, no, no, I'm still here. I'm just laughing. I'm just laughing, guys. Um, who's coming to the West Indies? Yeah, who's going to play West Indies next? And uh, what's the name of the team? Simon say yeah. Australia yeah, or England? Me. Yeah, but tell me what, what they're going to play. Um, West Indies, what? Um, is it um, cricket? Are we going to play um, cricket, cricket, um, entertainment, wrestling? That team uh, is in right now. The team is in West Indies right now. The come team on, is in West Indies right now? Come on, Virgil. Come on, Virgil. <laughs> okay, folks. Let's, let's, let's change the topic. South Africa. Whoa. <laughs> man. We no, get in South um, Africa. Pakistan. Pakistan. Pakistan, man. Yeah, well, well, yeah, Pakistan is going to be coming to the West Indies, but they're not in the West Indies yet. They're play, going to play India, oh. England. Give me another team. Australia is coming to the West Indies, uh, going to be playing in the West Indies, right? 
right now. They're playing the three ODIs and six T20s. Five T20s. Five T20s starting Friday the 9th. And they'll be playing in 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 St. Lucia. Virgil, your final thoughts. Ah, it's a rough one tonight. After we, we lose our entertainment game, but um, I just enjoyed the show tonight and looking forward for another one next week. Whoever comes to the West Indies um, to play it, I just will enjoy the cricket and whatever entertainment, the wrestling entertainment, and they give to us and just stop. Doesn't matter who wins right now because we're not on a winning streak. We just entertainment. But looking forward to talk to you guys again next week. Uh, we're looking forward to next week to hear who is the winner. <laughs> <laughs> the, cla- the, the clash of Virgil Francis. The yes, yes, yes. That should be a big clash. Simon, why don't you give us your final thoughts? I'd be very happy to do that. First of all, before I say that, I must apologize to Mr. Virgil Francis for not calling his name top of the list, but it was an oversight. That was it. So have a wonderful week, all. It was a pleasure being on the show with your talented men who know the game so well. I come on the show every Sunday to learn more about the game, and I do learn a lot from you men. You know the game very well, and I'm so happy to hear that everybody's doing so well health-wise, and I hope everybody be safe and stay in your crease. As Mr. Um, Mr. McKenzie would say, it's better to be six feet apart than six feet under. Uh, gentlemen, ladies, have a wonderful week, and we'll be back here next week, Sunday. It's God to the cricket show. Have a wonderful week, and good night, all. Good night, all. Murchis was listening to you, you know, Simon. So, Murchis, how do you, what do you have to say, finally? I don't know if she's close to the phone, but anyway, let's move on to... Cardinal, your final word. Yes, well, you know, we got to a spirited conversation about cricket and West Indies cricket in particular. I I know that, you know, most people are kind of disappointed, but let's say your disappointment could only be as deep as your expectations are high. And I don't, I I think, you know, those men with whom I, I communicate from one point to another, have learned better than to expect high, high expectations of West Indies. But you know what? We get to talk about it. And for that reason, I'm going to be here talking to you about a little bit more of it next week. Until then, everybody, have a great week. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Um, Jason, your final thoughts? Yeah, I will say enjoy 4th of July. And we'll catch up next week. We had a good day today. Yes. And let's hope some of the games can be exciting this week so we can talk more next week. Yes, indeed. What, what have you done to, to Jatsna? She, she said she was going to be on today, but uh, is she okay? Or did you Yeah, she's all right. Uh, last week she was in uh, some sort of dinner. And I believe okay. this weekend she's somewhere in under-19 girls tryout or some exhibition okay. game, something. Okay. But she's tied up out of town. So 
did not make it, but... Oh, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank you, JT. Yes, so how about you, Ivor? Your final word. Yes, final word. Um, let me say I was happy to get a day off from being out in the field, so I get to at least get, give my full participation. I hope that um, mm-hmm. I did add to the, to the conversation, I hope. Mm-hmm. But, Lynn, I'm going to see some of your thunder, but at least you can still hold on to it. Mau being was in our element yesterday, and a few of us got called, and I kind of forget to say that too. She spoke mm. to Cardinal, she spoke to Marquis, Lynette, oh. and myself. She said, yeah. she's all of 91 years old, and <laughs> there she was in her element yesterday. So, yeah, all right, going to wish for the 4th of, 4th of July. So, yes, we all yes, enjoyed Mauubi. So, I'm all hoping right. that she get out of the hospital and she went in as Ollie would have indicated that she's hospitalized perhaps mm-hmm. for observation reasons but at 91 mm-hmm. I think she's batting well as she batting said well. her mental faculty is definitely intact so mm-hmm. we're praying for a speedy speedy recovery now uh, Ruby God bless God bless and we're saying yeah. we're still hoping that the fireworks would go on but no burning of Anything. We're still praying for those folks who would have survived the collapse here in Southside Miami, that building, mm-hmm. and uh, even those guys who would have gone out and still digging through rubble. Let's pray for their safety as well. Um, good show, Liam, and I can just say, well, I once again happy to be a part of it. Good night. Thank you so much. Good night. How about you, Dennis? Dennis, your final thoughts yeah. for the evening? Right. One quick point on that Sri Lankan thing um, to Ivor. I don't think the issue was just breaking the curfew. I think the Sri Lankan teams definitely have a contract money issue, and the guys came with the wrong mental approach and attitude. So Mm. that, I think, is why their performance was below par. Anyway, July 4th, a very traditional fireworks day. This July 4th, 2021, we have severe hot and dry weather on the west coast of the USA. This weather condition is ideal for fire situation. So today and until this condition changes, we at the Cricket Show encourages you, our listeners, to celebrate safely and carefully. No backyard fireworks. Leave the fireworks to the professionals. And that's my take for this week. Nice being on the show and... uh, Thank you all for uh, being part of it. Thank you so much. Audley, take us home now, my brother. Yeah, no, I would say that backyard professional is, is idle because I think he has some grill running there, <laughs> running there in the backyard. <laughs> so we'll just leave that to Ivor. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, this has been, um, you know, a show with mixed feelings for me, but, you know, as, as John assured me, I I shouldn't be worried because um things everything is gonna be all right all right so um this has been another another one one of those shows of course we enjoyed it we talk about cricket we are very passionate about our cricket so um we're hoping that next week when we are back here God willing we can be in talking about West Indies with some good news 
instead. Uh, we didn't do badly, too badly against South Africa, but we were expecting to win. All right, so let's do it. <laughs> you said we did bad. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's do it again next week, God willing. And before I leave, I'll leave you with a thought. When handling, when handling yourself, use your head. To handle others, use your heart. Yes. Said by Donald Lear. Yes, handle yourself, you. use your head. Handle, handle others, use your heart. God bless you. And we talk. God bless you. God you. Bless. And you all Thank have you. said it. We just want to dedicate this song to Ma Ruby for her speedy recovery. Um, we don't take these illnesses lightly at all, especially when we are up in age. So just going to ask God to take care of her. And here are the three children. Good night, all. Good night, all. Good night. God will take care of you Beneath his wings of love Mackenzie, yes. Mr. Linford Mackenzie. 
he too is struggling. I don't think to, to the point, of, but we have to remember him in our praise as well, though. No matter what may be the test. Good night, all. Good night.